What a trip with Gio. What a trip with Gio. What a trip with Gio. You don't need no plane ticket. All right, what the fuck is good, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of What a Trip. Today, I got a very, very special guest, a good homie of mine, Ruben. Ruben, my guy, how you doing today, bro? I'm doing great, man. I appreciate you for having me, man. This is a long time coming. Dude, I know, man. Honestly, we've been talking about this for quite some time, and I've been super stoked to have you on just because, I mean, you know, since the beginning that you started showing me your rap stuff, I'd yeah. be like, bro, this is really good. Like, you're very fucking talented. Appreciate and I think that, like, you have so much room to grow, too, and, like, be a fucking even better, you know what I mean? And like you said, you're your hardest critic, so you're just going to get even better. And, like, everything you send me, too, is, like, better and better and better so i'm like dude i'm fucking stoked to see what you've been doing what you've been up to man what do you got going on right now i've uh, just been in the studio lately um trying to get our first project together actually um my buddy's really he's really particular on what he wants to do and how he wants to how, how he wants us to promote it so we're just working on these four songs um i actually had to scrap two of them because i didn't really like, like you said you get better and better yeah. and so i was like dude this song right here would really just hit it would just be so perfect so i was like let me work on this one and he's getting mad because i'm pushing back <laughs> yeah, the, <other> one. <laughs> the time it's like dude we should have had this out like six months ago yeah said, but you keep going and I'm like, well it's because i don't get happy so like you said i am my biggest critic but now i think i'm, I'm finally in my groove found my little niche yeah you know, and we're coming out with the first i don't know what i'm gonna name it yet still kind of it's special to me so. gotta be on your gucci shit bro just drop like four fucking albums at one time once but you gotta go to prison first and then you come out of prison and you just start dropping all shit all the heat back to back you know what i'm yeah. saying <laughs> you know what's funny though i really said like what if i did go to prison because i all that time you have to yourself you yeah. have no phone you got no tv <laughs> yeah i'm a big video game fan so it's like that's my it's my kryptonite man i'll Dude. i'll be like i'll start writing and then the homie was like hey i'm getting on i'm like all right now hop on bro i I feel like if I was in prison, I think I'd get swole as fuck because I'd just be like, fuck, what do I do in here, man? I'm bored as fuck in here. They ain't got shit to do in here. Like, bro, it'd be too much. All right, but I did want to talk to you about something that I think is very fucking cool. Um, I mean, I don't know if you want to talk about it too much, but just the fact that you ended up, like, leaving your job, which is Hyperwolf, you know what I mean? Because yeah. it's, like, a very long hours. We work fucking 12-hour shifts pretty much every day. And then some people work even longer throughout their day. Yeah. And so it's, like, you're devoting pretty much your whole fucking day to work. So, like, for you to say that, like, you wanted to leave there so that you can get more time for yourself and, like, more time to focus on your music and your craft, like, I have, like, nothing, nothing but respect for that. You know what I mean? And yeah. admiration even for that, bro. Because that's fucking awesome for you to do. Like, just for the one to have the, like, the the boss to leave a job and go to like in the unknown like how we we're talking about you know what i mean like it's yeah. the unknown and for you to do it for like for you to follow your passions and your dreams bro like that's inspirational and i'm like I, that's why i think you're gonna even get it even better you know what i mean because like yeah. you're doing everything you can for yourself exactly that's 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 the key honestly and that's why i left you know just i thought about it, i sat back and i'm like why am i spending 97 hours a week to help and I hate to say it, to help somebody fund their own dreams. You know, I see I see the owner coming in in Lambo trucks, buying people Teslas, doing all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm still sitting here broke, you know, and it's just like it sucks to say it, but I'd rather work on myself and my own dreams yeah. than work for somebody else. So if we could, I want to go back on this a little bit. Also, I forgot to give my boy Alexis a shout out over here on the left side. Alexis, I'm starting to, uh, to give him a little bit more pay, you know, on this side. I'm trying to give him a little bit of payment because 
he just he got out of a job recently. You know what I mean? You guys heard the thing about OnlyFans. OnlyFans is not letting porn on there anymore. And you guys know Alexis. Like I always say, he be slanging cheeks on there. <laughs> he be saying them. It's all no. This is not alleged. This fake is news. facts right here. <laughs> if you guys go on his Alexis Texas Fontana, i.e. baby, that's what he calls himself on OnlyFans. But Alexis, thank you for being here, bro. Thank you for handling the board. We're trying yeah, something no completely new. So if this works. Whether it be a beautiful thing, and if it doesn't, well, fuck. You guys were here for the the effort. I mean, we got a bunch of shit kind of going on. You seen the whole breakdown right That's now crazy. about this shit? Yeah, so yeah, they're crazy. They're good though. <laughs> Honestly, I wanted to talk to you about like how how you where'd you grow up, bro? Let's start at the uh, beginning. Like, where'd you grow up, and yeah. like how was family life growing up? <laughs> That's a hard one. Um, Cause I grew up everywhere, son. Yeah, definitely. Um, wasn't a childhood that you know was good. Um, but I'll say this. <laughs> the right grip on it yeah. and shit. <sighs> yes, I guess I could say us. that it wasn't the best childhood. Um, but I was born in San Bernardino. Oh, um, yep. Already, I, already, you know. <laughs> and um, it's tough to say, but um, you know, I didn't have a father. My mom was doing drugs, you know. Um, I had me and my me and my sister and my brother were taken away when we were young, we were about six. Um, I was six; they were a little younger than me. Like CPS and shit. Yeah, CPS came oh. in and um, took us, but it's understandable. I mean, we weren't in a good situation. Yeah. Um, my mom was doing things she shouldn't have. It's un- you know, as when I was younger, I, I hated her because I'm like, you did all this to me, but I didn't look at her life. I didn't say yeah. like, and that's when I got older. I I saw her life, and so that's why saying this now like it's okay because she got her life together and she did her thing but you know my grandma killed herself um and my mom walked in and saw it all uh so she she's she has it's not like like did it take you some time to understand that to kind of be like oh like she she was probably fighting some demons too oh yeah it it, me and her had an argument and um but i i was so young and naive i didn't know because you don't when you're young, you, it's all about you. Yeah. You, know, yeah. You, you really think about it. When you're young, you don't ever think about other people. Bro, I was telling, like, I've told people on this podcast, I've said, like, what trips me out the most is that when I was a young kid, like, the fact that everyone had a different, like, a completely different life back home, mm-hmm. as opposed to, like, what they showed off in school. You know, I, I thought, we're all going to school. We all have, like, the same shit at our house. Like, we have both our parents and stuff. And, like, yeah. I didn't even imagine that some people would be dealing with like this for example you know something like that and how old were you when like it all started to happen where you started when you got taken away so um we actually got taken away prior so we got taken away twice my mom got us back so um we got take <laughs> this is weird sorry if you um, if you don't want to talk about this no, 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 free, no, no. But... It's, it's cool it's 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 you know my backstory it's something yeah. that actually i tell people a lot of people that are successful if you look at their past life they've gone through some shit some yeah shit. bro i agree and I put it in a song. I was like, you're never really going to have shit unless you've gone through shit. Yeah. And that's the truth, you know, because you, you, you put yourself back in that time and it actually helps you cherish the good time. Yeah, for sure, man. Because like, man, we were, I remember sleeping in my car, in my mom's car, you know, with her, it was just me and my mom and my little brother and little sister sleeping in a car trying to figure out, she was trying to figure it out. You know, she was, you know, going to get blood drawn for $20, you know, we'd be, going and searching for cans and stuff like that just trying to get extra money mm. you know um and so that just kind of like it made me who i am today it made me someone that wanted to do something different and never put my family in that situation yeah. and not to say that 
you know, she, she, she I don't, I don't know what I would have done in, in her situation as far as like, if I saw my mom kill herself, I, I'm pretty sure I'd be, you see me too. as a homeless dude just sitting there drugged out because that's just traumatizing. But so yeah, when we were about four, uh, CPS got involved and then my mom decided to take us to Washington. And as soon as we got to Washington, they already had, they found us right away and we got taken away. So then we were in foster homes in Washington for about six months. And then we got back to our mom and then we went right back to San Bernardino. Um, my mom got back into her stuff and then we got taken away at six. And that was actually the most traumatizing thing. So you were six years old? Yeah. Damn, that's crazy. You remember that shit too. I, I can remember like it was yesterday. It was just me and my little brother and my sister were in my mom's room. And we're watching WWE, we're watching The Rock, and uh, Triple H getting down. And uh, <laughs> well, my mom and her boyfriend were uh, at the time were in the in the uh, living room, and all of a sudden you just hear door get kicked in, and they literally took us by force like that. I Damn. walked in when they pulled us out of the room. My mom was in handcuffs on the floor. I was on the floor because he was doing some crazy shit. Like the guy was, he was. Yeah. And so she got caught into it. She had to go to jail and all this stuff. He went to jail and all that stuff. And um, we all got taken away. Um, and then we went into a foster home. And it's never good. It was basically the same thing. Um, and then we got to the point where they wanted to separate us. And one of us was going to go to a group home. And one of us was going to go to a foster home. And group homes are a lot worse than foster homes. Group mm -hmm. homes are, I'll tell you this, they're just for, they're, they just, it's hard because I did nothing but sit in a bed drugged out on my mind because they put me on Ritalin as soon as I went into the system. What? And they put me on 250 milligrams of Ritalin at six years old. At six years old, they put you yeah. on fucking Ritalin? No no reason i had no adhd i had none of these side i had nothing I, I i didn't get taken away because i was a bad kid i got taken away because my mom couldn't take care of me yeah and so within like six months of being in the group home i was on like four different pills i would take them at school and it'd be weird because the teachers would trip out because i'd be like sitting there and just pass out so yeah. I, was, I couldn't even go to school really you know i was just it was it was miserable like just being around people that are only there because they're getting a paycheck. Yeah. And they actually, and it sucks to say, but they abuse kids. Yeah. I've heard yeah. a lot of stories about that shit. There'd be times where, and I hate to say it, but it's, it's true, man. Um, you'd go into a ther therapist and he'd come into the group home and you'd, you'd take your medicine, obviously, and you'd pass out and then you'd wake up in your room and you'd be hurting. And so it's like, it's just a lot of predators out there that take advantage of that stuff. So it's like, I saw a lot of like bad shit. Yeah, dude. Now nah, that's fucking heavy, man. Like I, uh, I've had people experience stuff like that around me and like, it blows my mind. Like, especially like, like I, even that man, like you just telling me that right now, like that, like I'm like, fuck man, I got so much even more respect for you. Like not that. You like oh yeah because you gone through something bad but at the same time like yeah it's because you gone through something that bad and like when i met you man like you're nothing but a positive spirit to me you know what i'm saying yeah. like you radiate like positivity to me like you don't have like no negative shit and every time i've ever talked to you or like even spoken to you like i pick up energy a lot i, I like to say that like i don't know a lot, a lot of people are gay about that shit you know where they're like oh yeah i feel energies and shit but 
I literally like I walk into a room and like I could feel the energy off someone that's like not fucking with me right away, you know? And like you never gave me no kind of energy like that. Like you've been literally nothing but a great guy, man, like positive energy. So you you're someone that like I wanna be around, which it kind of blows my mind that you went through all this shit at such a young age, man. Like so from being in the foster home, like and all that, did it just slowly progress or did you ever go back to being with like your parents or anything like that? So um yeah, um about I wanna say I was fourteen. And uh, my mom got her life together. She uh, went to her therapy, went to all her classes. She married a nice, she didn't marry him, but she's married now to him. So a nice, really nice guy. I really appreciate him. And I, you know, I tell him to this day, thank you. Because my mom, she needed somebody. She needed her rock, you know, she needed somebody. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I got, I came back to her about 14. And then um, I was, it sucks because I still wasn't able to enjoy my childhood um, because of all the, all the uh, negative things that happened. I was always depressed. I was always in my room. I was always crying. Like my mom was always like, what's wrong? What's wrong? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't feel good. I don't feel right. I feel sad. I just feel depressed. And it wasn't until I got into wrestling. That's where I, like, I changed. Like it was like, man, this is fun. So until like freshman year then, because you said freshman year was your first time actually yeah. being in wrestling, right? Yeah. And actually, well, the funny thing is I almost got kicked off the team uh, my freshman year and sophomore year. Why was it? Because I was a bad kid. Well, and, and, and it's not. So I wasn't a bad. I was seeking attention I never got. Yeah. And so I would do just act out, you know, try to make jokes. And one day I. Like class ca- clown kind of thing? Yeah. And one day I. <laughs> I etched in the desk and I said, Mr. Glenn is gay as shit. He's <laughs> gay as shit. <laughs> <laughs> and like for a couple of days, they didn't know who it was. But I told somebody about it and they told on me. Ah. And Mr. Glenn just so happened to be the wrestling coach. <laughs> <laughs> he aided me in his class. But when I got into the wrestling room, he even told me, like, when I was, this is probably later down. Um, but I, I started changing because I started to see what wrestling was doing for me. It was giving me an outlet to release the anger and the depression that I had. And it just felt good to to be recognized. So, like, once I started getting good and started wrestling, wrestling and actually going in, um, and it just started getting to a point where... Spark it up. Yeah, spark it up, bro. And it just got to a point where it was just, like, so fun to just do it. And then uh, I started getting really good. I went to CIF. Uh, one CIF. What? Yeah, one CIF. My so, uh, my senior year. My boy's a CIF champion. We got a CIF champion in the building. Fuck, we've been honestly. If you would have known, bro, in high school, we a couple times they were like, "Oh, your soccer team, like they can win CIF," you know, because our first year we actually like made it into playoffs, got a little bit farther than expected, but we we're a choke stars. Honestly, there's a bunch of choke stars at Harupa, but but I give you more credit because that's an individual sport, and for you to go into a sport in your freshman year and then end up with like a medal in your senior year, like that's growth, right? There. That's yeah. progression, man. Well, the thing is, I didn't win my last match of my high school year because I went to <laughs> went to Masters, and I, I mean, I, I mean, I did good. I got to the second day, but I had to face my best friend, which sucks, man. He's actually the reason why I got really good. Uh, his name is Nora uh, Abdul Latif. And this kid, he was he was a sophomore when I was a senior. This kid was benching like 450, squatting 600. His legs were like tree, tree trunks, bro. You'd try to like bump into him and you'd, you'd fall because he was so big. He was just like a wall. And I got I got into the same brag with him and I knew it. I was like, I'm done. Like, <laughs> he was second in the nation. Like He was yeah. second in the nation at his weight. 
He saw some Gable Stevenson type shit. Dude, Gable, did you see that? Did you watch this? Oh, yeah. bro, I'm so glad that I yeah. can talk to you about this. All right, so if you guys don't know, Gable Stevenson was pretty much like this wrestler that's coming out of Missouri, I believe. Same school that Brock Lesnar wrestled at. Bro, oh, Minnesota? Okay, Minnesota. There you go. Hey, bro. And Gable Stevenson is a fucking agile ass heavyweight. He was, he cleaned out pretty much on the way up to the final match. And it was his first time ever competing nationally. So it was like, even more impressive that he was able to take down a guy who was a former medalist in the fucking final, and he's winning. He has a big lead at first, almost gets the like a seven point advantage at one point, but they get the points taken away, and then he ends up going. He's losing by a couple points, and it's like, oh shit, for him to get that last minute take that. What do you think about that seconds, shit, Seconds, dude. Like, and you have to understand this thing, like, especially about wrestling. Your brain is moving so fast. You're yeah. trying to figure out what what should I do here? What could I do here? What if this doesn't work? And it's like you just have to go. Yeah. And for him to be so young, he's 20 years old. He's 20 years old at the biggest Gold stage, medalist. the biggest stage. And this man was down. Like sometimes you you, you can fold in the towel. You're like, I yeah. made second place, man. I got silver. Like, this is cool. I'm in the Olympics. It's my first fucking Olympics. Like I I would have still given him credit for House that shit. Money, you, know? you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But now nah, he wanted gold, and so he did whatever it took. Yeah. Ever it took. But my favorite wrestler of the Olympics is David Taylor. I don't know. Oh, he right. looks so fucking good, bro. Yeah. I didn't even know about him before He's this. Badass. And I seen him, and I'm like, damn, this guy is fucking good. Like his strength is just so like. It, like literally his top side it's, he looks so big up top but his like his ability to move and scramble and like yeah. it's just so good he fucking cleaned out that shit too Tech man everybody on the way up i was like Tech what the fuck did he and then the final two just domination like he just he, him and gable if they transition into mma man like fuck we already see these stars that daniel cormier henry cejudo mark madison now getting into the ufc like people who were olympic just like caliber wrestlers that can transition into the sport of MMA and become fucking beasts. Like Kamaru, Kamaru is a perfect example of that. Like someone that was in the Olympic teams that like, well, I don't know if he was actually in the Olympic teams, but I know for sure he trained with them for a little yeah. bit. But for him to go on and be like a champion that like, I mean, wrestling's one of the most important things in MMA right now. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you can, if you control, if yeah. you wrestle, you control the ground. Exactly. Take you straight. I, I use my wrestling against um Brady. <laughs> he tried to he tried to fight me. What Brady? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He what? flashed his gun at me too. What? He told me don't test me. Yeah. Why? Because he was I don't know what he was on. He must have been on some drugs, dude. Because we were just sitting there in the parking lot smoking, like we're always supposed to do. Like Jake's like, oh yeah, you can always smoke there. Yeah. And he comes up and he's like, you guys gotta get the fuck out of here. And we're like, what? Like Brady, it's me, Drew. It's yeah. Me. You know, I'm here. And then he's like, no, nah, you gotta go. You gotta leave. And I'm like. Jake says we can chill here. It's not even Hypo's parking lot. This is Joe's parking lot. It's a public parking lot. We could be here. He's like, he's like, you gotta get out of here. I'm like, I'm not leaving. Funny thing is, me and my buddy were about to leave. Yeah. But I'm, I'm so prideful, man. Yeah. I'm like, you're not like, gonna do this. Get out of here, bro. You're gonna punk me. You know what? <laughs> and then he pulls his gun out, dude. And he's like, don't test me. And then he hands it to Chad. You know, Chad, the yeah. old man. And then, um, then he tries to open my back seat, dude. And my buddy is, he, he's one of my buddies. He's on, uh, he, you'll meet him one day. Yeah. Uh, his name's Royce. And he's like, dude, what the hell? My stuff's back there. And he's like, oh, yeah. And he's like trying to grab his wallet and stuff. So I like mush his face and get him out. And then he comes to my door, opens it. I shut it because I'm like, dude, I don't want to fight you. I don't want, I don't want to hurt you. He opens it again. I'm like, all right, let's go time. Double leg. <laughs> he grabs me by my hair, pulls me in. He starts trying to punch me. I pick him up straight on his face, dude. <sighs> I push his face onto the thing. I start freaking scraping it. 
dude then i started fucking dropping hammer fists dude. i was going <laughs> off and then like um he started trying to get up and i didn't want to fight him no more so i then i started choking him out and i was like dog he was like <laughs> but what, what screwed me up was he was like shoot him shoot him oh. he was telling chad to shoot me i was like oh hell no 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 i'm done i'm cool man i'm good what? just stop you know what i'm saying whatever and then after i let him go he attacks royce and he tries to pick him up and slam him i'm like you know what this shit, dude. i'm gonna call the cops fuck that because one you got a gun i don't got a gun i can't run past a gun i can't whip someone's ass that's got a gun all you gotta do is pull the trigger so you don't care about our lives? I don't give a shit. Call the cops. The fool takes off running. Yeah. Dude, this is when I knew Jake and Nick didn't care. Because when I called, Nick's like, get him out of there. Get the cops away. Don't say shit. You're going to make it worse for us. Oh, shit. And I'm like, did you not just hear what happened? <laughs> I just explained to you this man attacked, threatened us with his gun. Like, what do you mean? Dude, they didn't even fire Brady. They have a very hard time firing people. Um, it's hard to say a lot of stuff about them because I work for them. You I know what I mean? And I understand. And, but I don't think any of the fucking guys that work listen to this shit. So that's like, oh, good thing. Yes. <laughs> hey, but, and if they do listen, they're the homies. They're the ones that I trust, and they're yeah. really fucking cool. So, yeah. but yeah, no, not dude. Honestly, like, even then, for something like that bad to happen, if it feels any typical job gone. To a bunch of escalating things too, like you would have, you know what I mean? Like yeah. a bunch of stuff would have gone out. I don't know if you remember, but one time I stopped the fight too at work between Brady and Nick, <laughs> and Nicky. I don't know. It was like they told me about. It. I didn't, dude. I, there, but. I just remember chilling, and then I'm like chilling and shit, and then like I'm like checking my stuff or whatever, and then in the corner of my eye, I see like like they just like bump each other, you know? And he's like, and then Nicky's like, "Watch the fuck where you're going," you know? And he's like, "What?" Like, and Brady's kind of just like, saying some shit like pretty low, and then I just see him push him, and then like. They're about to fight and everybody's just like staring at them. And I'm like, nobody's going to stop this shit. Like, okay, I'll go stop this shit, you know? And I went to go and I was just like holding them apart. And I'm like, dude, chill. Like, there's not, there's no point in this. Like, don't even fight. Like, we're at work and shit. Like, you yeah. guys can't be doing this, you know? Yeah. And then I had to like move in and be like, all right, let me try to like calm down the situation here because it's getting a little too out of hand. And then they like, they chill out. And then they separate and they try to go meet another side and shit. And then they go fight on the other side. I'm like, all right, guys, we got to chill out, dude. Like, we're at fucking work. Like, yeah. it's no point. And then, like, they always have, like, a beef continuing with each other and stuff afterwards. But I'm like, ah, they're both so cool to me. You know what I mean? He's only ever been cool to me. But I could see, like, he started to become a security guard, you know? And, like, you get a little bit of power, you could always power trip. Everybody's a little bit different. So you never know what the fuck goes on there. But back to wrestling, bro, real quick. So when you got to wrestling, like... I'm sure that as a kid, like growing up, you said that you had like a hard time, like even keeping focus on stuff, you know, and, and you had the ability to express yourself physically and like go through all this shit. Right. Yeah. So like with that, like, do you think that helped you deal with everything that was going on in your personal life? Like, like for make you forget about like the issues at home or by that time had like things started to calm down a lot, like with your mom and stuff, like where your family life was a lot calmer. So being in high school. It was like an extra activity that kind of led you to prosper even more. Does that make sense? Oh, no, 100%. I, and I think that's why I, I, I appreciate wrestling. That's why I always watch it still because yeah. it did help me. Um, because before that, I still was I was so depressed. I was in that emo state. I was listening oh. to a lot of emo songs. I was all my chemical romance. Oh, that's <laughs> a you. big one, you know. And uh, there was times where I was there trying to. Sorry, hold on. What'd you say? Look, sorry. The camera's about that. Okay, we can. Oh, this one, his. Yeah. Okay, we could see what's up right now. Yeah. 
We'll just keep going on this one. Oh, yeah, but continue. Oh, yeah, and then, like, I'd be skating. I used to skate a lot when I was younger, um, when I was skinny, a lot skinny. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it would really help because I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to, like, handle all the situations. Like, yeah. you grow up like that, you're so, like, sheltered in one spot. You don't really know how to, like, show love. You don't know how to feel love. You don't know how to, like, I was an awkward kid. I didn't yeah. like to be in school because, mm. like, there was people that would bully me, like, bad. Like, they would come up to my parents after, at, at sporting events and say, you know, everybody hates Ruben. Like, on some shit. Yeah, like, it was just, like, you know, And but it, when I was on the mat, like, I was, I was able to just be me and, like, people could appreciate that. Like, there was a thing that they always do in wrestling. It was called Spotlight, and they would turn off all the lights in the gym. And they'd put a spotlight on the mat. Like a UFC, it's time kind of thing. It's but that time. whole mat, the whole time is just on the mat and everything's dark. Oh, that's hard. So you're just wrestling in the light and everybody's yeah. in pitch black and they're just watching you. And you're just like, I never lost one of those matches. Those are the best matches. Because like, you're zoned in, right? Like, that's it. Because it's like, like soccer, my favorite thing was that like, no matter what was going on, that didn't matter when we were actually playing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it was an outlet to kind of express yourself and be like, fuck, like, even though I'm like, I'm struggling with things outside of this sport. When I get to this sport, it's where I can truly express myself in this way. And like, like it's crazy dude. soccer and, or just sports in general can give yeah. you like so much and like such a big release. You know what I mean? Of course. Of course. So I think that shit, dude, it's fucking hard. No. Let's All right. So let's get back into it. Um, it was going to be, we were talking about wrestling. Yes. And you wrestling and you're saying how like the spotlight shows down on you yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that was my gladiator room. Yeah, that was the that was always the best stuff cuz like it's like that that attention I always wanted. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And Finally it's like getting it. Everybody can see and it's like it's not like football where like you can always blame somebody. Mm -hmm. Like if you lose, you you lost. Yeah. But if you won, you won. Yeah. You won. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel that cuz it could be like all right, even with soccer like for because that's my reference since I I done it my whole life. Uh, you you were on the team, yeah. You did really good, but like your forward scored all the goals and your middle did all the work. You know what I mean? Like you didn't do too much in the yeah. game. So like, yeah, you were part of the team, but like for an individual sport, like I could imagine it being even more like gratis, like satisfying. I'll say grat gratifying. I don't even know what the fuck I was gonna say. Oh, gratifying and satisfying too. Gratifying oh. is a word. It's yeah. A word? yeah, yeah. It's like thankful. It's like okay, okay. I pretty much that like bro because you pretty much did it all by yourself like you have no one else to blame and no one else to like you could thank your team and your the teammates and shit like that yeah. you know for helping you but at the same time like you know that you did all that work and you defeated someone personally yeah. you know because this is all the extra work you have to do it's like wrestling is crazy because like you do your you do your the people that want to win do extra you have to always go the extra mile so yeah we'd always wrestle and do practice but my I didn't start taking off until I listened to my stepdad because he said, you got to do more. You have to do more. You, yeah. you want to win, you, cause you're getting gassed out, but you're just doing the regular workout. See, most people, they'll, after they go wrestle, they'll go home and they'll go run. Yeah. In the morning, they'll go run. Yeah. And then they'll work out. It's like, so you have to do that. So I was working out three times a day. I'd work out in the morning. I'd go into the school early because our, our wrestling coach would get there and he'd work out. Yeah. I'd go work out uh, while it was like zero period or whatever. So I'd work out there. Go to school, work out six periods, Sick. wrestle, yeah. and then wrestle, and then I'd run at night. So it's like I was really, I was in really good shape, dude. It, it, when I was in college, we'd have to run from. Yeah. Sorry, yes. my, my mother calling me. <laughs> Jesus, is that you? No, I'm just kidding. 
<laughs> but yeah, as you're saying, um, but um, again, when when I got to college, that's when the real that real cardio had to come because I could imagine, man, we'd run from Santa Ana College to Angel Stadium and back, then wrestle for two three hours, and then we'd go onto the track and run sprints, <laughs> run sprints, and we were racing like. You were trying to win, like that's 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 the type of effort that you saw in those rooms. Like yeah. I love that. Like, dude, even if we were dead tired, we were trying to win that shit. I never won. I come in close. You're seeing like uh, college. Everyone's just pretty much trying to be the trying to be the standout. best. Like, yeah, you want to you want that. Like you want to win. I always wanted to win, bro. But I I was big. I was two. I was two twenty, man. I was like trying to compete with these little kids, man. These little dudes were like one hundred three, just gone. Like I get in like third place sometimes, but you need one four of them, so it was like you'd get dead tired. But man, it all when I got that major concussion, I just stopped working out, stopped doing everything. Was it like a slam? Huh? Completely. Like I mean, it took away my joy. What happened? Um. So. What happened was we were wrestling on a, in our mat. Um, one of our mats tore, so we had one less mat. So we didn't really have too much extra on the edge of the mat, and we wrestled in the uh, the gym. We, we wrestled on the uh, basketball court. So uh, I threw a guy for a lat drop, and um, my head hit the floor, and then his head hit my head, and I hit the floor again. So my head. Just got rattled. Yeah. No, I won that match. I won that match. I came back. I threw him again. I laid on top of him. I think I passed out. Just laid on top of him. And um, what was what was sad was uh, after the after the match, they had a video and it sucks of me sitting there next to the opposite coach, just like, dog. He was looking at my eyes. He's like. Oh, you need to get him. You need to get him to the hospital. Like they just took me to the hospital, and then Trina and I woke up a couple of days later. Did they have to put you under or something? Or like, uh, you yeah, I was just in a, I was in a little coma, yeah, a little coma, crazy. a little cool thing. Yeah, but uh, it sucks because when I was younger, um, one of my mom's freaking boyfriends threw me off a bunk bed, and watch, yes. dude, if you could feel. Feel right here in the back of my head. There's a crack in the back of my head. It didn't heal. It, it's on my scar. There's like a crack in my head. Oh yeah, there was blood everywhere. Oh yeah, I I had to go to surgery because um and I don't know what happened, but I just remember waking up from surgery, and my face just was in a puddle of my my blood was just everywhere, on that pillow. I looked. It was the scariest shit I ever saw. Yeah, I was I was like five. I was about five years old. Five years old. I landed on a, a yeah, because I was playing with his kids. He didn't want me to play with his kids. But they threw me in the pool. That's the thing. When I got home, they threw me in the pool. So I, I had no choice. So I was just, I know I'm a kid, you know, I just want to have fun. Yeah, you know how people are. <laughs> Did you want to stop or do you want to keep Oh, you're good, man. That was crazy. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it out. I call it my piggy bank, though. Well, brother, all right, so he threw you off the fucking bus. Yeah, and I landed on a hardwood floor. 
Yeah, so that was, that's what would happen. It just, man. Right, if you feel it back in my head, there's a big ass freaking dent. It's like on, it's not on the other side. So, like, after that one, when you woke up, like, what, how did the doctor break it down? Or, like, how was the whole scene with it? Oh, uh, he was just like, it was just in my, he's as I look, it's like, it's never good to, you know, you know tell you this, but because I don't think you're ever going to wrestle again. <laughs> he's like, you probably should never do any contact sport again. He's like, because you've had so many major concussions, your brain is swelling, has so much damage that it could happen again. And if it does happen, you could die. So it was kind of one of those things where it's like, I just had to give up on it, you know, so... Yeah, so I just dropped it, and then um, went into another little depression. You know, gained a lot more weight. Um, then yeah, as a well, really, that wasn't even the worst thing. It's like I was with the girl for about seven years. It was right before I started working at Hyperwolf. <clears throat> yeah, I walked in on her cheating on me. So I was like, fuck, cool stuff. Um. Oh no no she, she fucking whore. Bro <laughs> I I'm pretty sure she there was a lot of guys she was, you know, sleeping with. But uh you know? But that's why it sucks. It's like I tell people my life was torn apart twice. You know, because I thought I was marrying this girl at this point. You know, and uh she's going behind my back and doing stuff. I mean I had signs, but I was young and again, like being in a group home and stuff, I didn't you're so like naive and you're a little vulnerable in that sense because like I just wanted to be loved. Yeah. I wanted somebody so bad to be with me. So I didn't care if it was just her and, you know, she could just treat me like shit. Yeah. But it's because I had so much of that, you know, I was in depression, you know, again, I had no, I couldn't wrestle anymore. Like I, I didn't have that intention anymore. I didn't have anybody like recognizing like my hard work talents. Cause at the end of the day it was taken away and there's none left. Yeah. And so, yeah, I was just in, the, in a pretty bad depression and all that shit happened. So, and that's why I needed to find something else. Yeah. And that's what music was. Yeah. Like at first I was bad. Like, <laughs> like my mentor is the one that actually got me in music. I remember you telling me about this guy. Yeah. Yeah. His name's Nightcrawler. Look him up. He's really good. We're actually making a song right now together. Sick. It's uh, called uh, Deep with the Wicked. Dope. Yeah. It's going to be really dope. That's, and you inspired me to do it because you were telling me like your voice would sound so dope on like an old school 90s beat. Yeah. Yeah. And so I fucking, I was looking for old school 90s beat. I found the sick one, yeah. bro. It has these angels like humming and stuff. And Tight. it's like, yeah, dude. So I, I really appreciate you because nah, you inspired bro, yeah. that shit, dude. Fuck yeah, dude. I'm, yeah. Ex- I'm even more excited to hear Shout it. Shout you out for that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks, bro. Yeah, I remember that shit. <laughs> um, but, you know, he, me and him, he was my general manager at Five Guys. And uh, we became friends and stuff. And he didn't tell me about his music for a while. Like, we just grew as, like, good good Real friends. Cool. Yeah. And one day, his favorite artist is ASAP Rock. I don't know. Uh, Rock. You know who that is? He's an underground rapper. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that, you, that name sounds so familiar. Like, yeah. 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 I was about to say it's spelled weird like that. A-E-O-S-P. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, uh, that's his favorite, like one of his favorite artists. And, uh, we were going to go to a show, but he never got his ticket. So he's like, oh, and I got mine, but he's like, I can't go. Dude. I couldn't get a ticket. It sold out. And I was like, so I was like, maybe I can go down there and let me see if I can get you a ticket. Mm-hmm. And I went down there. I drove all early and shit. And I went to the ticket booth and I asked, and then she's like, no, we're sold out. And I was like, 
Yeah, this is his favorite artist. Yeah. Dude, freaking one of his uh, merch dudes heard. And he's like, hey, man, what's up, man? What's going on? And I was like, ah, oh, man, one of my best friends, like his his favorite artist is Aesop. And uh, he wants to see him, but he couldn't get a ticket because it's sold out. And I was yeah. trying to get him a ticket and they had none. He's like, oh, yeah, he, he really wants to come. I was like, yeah. And he's like, I'm going to put you on the VIP list. We're going to get you at, We're going to get you in there. You, <laughs> and, you and your buddy. I called sick. him. He was like, what are you talking about? I was like, yeah, they said they were sold out, but dude, the guy at the merch dude is putting us on the VIP list so we can go in. And he's like, you're fucking lying. And I was like, nah, dude, I'm serious. He's like, if I go down there and we can't <laughs> get in, <laughs> he was so, I was like, dude, I sat in the rain. I was like, dude, no, push, it's coming. We're good. And then so we went and we got in. Dude, and that's that fucking, fucking sick. That's like one of those moments in life where like, shit pans out for you perfectly yeah. without like you even really having those intentions for it to happen. Like he, the guy literally was like, Oh, this dude's showing devotion for him to come down here early, like yeah. with, for his homie and shit. So they can get in. Like I'm going to put, I'm going to put whatever strings I have to make them have a great day, dude. And I, and I'm sure that's like one of the most memorable moments in your life just to have yeah. it happen like that. And if for it to be his favorite artist, dude, that's fucking sick. I'd be stoked over the phone if my friend called me and told me i'd be like yo yeah. let's go get this shit like let's go have a good time how was the show bro it was freaking amazing yeah bro. i and i took like three edibles so i was bro at one point <laughs> he's looking at me i'm sitting there i'm like is he rapping to me like what the hell like this is like what oh my god like, like i was so amazed dude and then at the end of the show he he's Stood there and talked to every single person that was there. Sat there and talked with everybody for a while, too. It wasn't like he just, yeah, hi, whatever. No, he yeah. sat there and was like, ah, so what you up to, dude? All this stuff, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, dude, dude, we were just talking, dude. And I was just like, I don't know, you're just like a kid. Like, I was I was still kind of like mentally not like mature, but like, yeah. I was like, oh, fuck. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, how were you? Uh, 21. Oh, okay. Still. So it was still pretty. It was oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, But it was, <laughs> it was fun, dude. It was like, I think that was like where it all started. Yeah. Where music really actually started for me because I really, that was my first like hip hop show. And like I fell in love. Yeah. Yeah. And then my buddy has told me, he's like, hey, yo, you know, I do music. And I was like, no fucking <laughs> way. <laughs> and he was sending me his stuff and he, he wasn't putting it out, but he was like practicing. And it was so good. And I was like, dude, this is fucking amazing, dude. What is going on, man? Yeah. Like, man this is good like please send me more and like he would always send me more and then he's like you know you should write and then i was like yeah you know what i'm, I'm, I'm gonna try it so that yeah. day I, I just started trying to write and write and write and it i'll show you some of the stuff i have it on my like old facebook and stuff I'm like wow <laughs> yeah what the fuck is this yeah dude i was like <laughs> yeah this person would never have made anything <laughs> But that's the thing, though, is you have to start somewhere. Yeah. It's like when you go to the gym, like, I have to get back into the gym, you know? And, and that's my always my fear, bro. It's like, I don't want to be in there and be that big guy that's trying to bench and trying, and, but I'm benching a little bit of weight in or like, you know, because I'm still getting back into it or I can barely run. So it's like, that's my fear. But again, everybody starts somewhere. You got to start somewhere. You yeah. Know? So that, that's something that's gotten more in my life. And so that's why I'm like, you know, I'm going to take that because I've, more for my health too yeah dude fuck yeah especially if you start small i mean like i see people do like functional workouts where it's like literally they're not doing any weights they're just doing stuff for their body to take care of it and like yeah. that's the goal with the long run you know what i mean like to go to the gym is to just kind of like 
keep your body healthy. You yeah, know what of I mean? Course, yeah. So like no matter what it is, if you're doing small or big weights, like in the end of the day, doing big heavy weights for you is not gonna be good in the long run. You know what I mean? Your body's gonna be all fucked up and like beaten up. Yeah. Your joints are about to be crazy, like dude. Nah, it's already getting old anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it, what the fuck you got to impress? You know? Yeah, <laughs> but definitely I want to get like in shape. Just drop down back because I'm I'm back at two forty. I was at three sixty at one point. Shit. Yeah, but that's why I got all this. Dude, that's a lot though. All you lost a lot of weight. And my stomach's all nice. My boobs, I it's still can't. Good, bro. Can't fix that yet. You know, I'm still gotta trying to lose it. Going <laughs> with muscle after. You yeah. Know what I mean? So that's why I'm saying I got to get on your regimen. Yeah. <laughs> send me some. Send me some advice. Send you the proteins. I think. Nah, just kidding. See, I would. I. You know, that's my goal is really to just. I want to start the gym membership. I think I was going to do the US, the UFC gym. Oh, shit. Because they have the octagon. Yeah, I, I know. Get back into wrestling. And you could try stuff out there. Yeah, yeah, dude. Honestly, even just getting into some kind of like, like, I've been so glad that I joined jujitsu. Like, it's been fucking cool as fuck. I just wish I had more time to train and like be more active in it, you know, to learn more. Because like, every time I go to a class, I learn, but I, I only learn like, a segment of everything there is. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm literally only learning, like, one page of, like, a fucking Bible-type book, you know what I mean? Where yeah. it's, like, huge. Like, there's so many things and so many different, like, lessons to learn throughout it, you know? Yeah. And I'm, like, it's the first time that I've ever actually been, like, like, that physical, like, in a way, like, in a physical, aggressive manner against someone, but at the same time, like, not trying to hurt them and trying to be, like, smart, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it's, like, cool because I've never had that kind of interaction other than soccer, like, it, which was, like, my release to get my anger out, you know, in a way, too. But, like, even then you can't, like, straight up push someone or, like, try to choke them out or, like, take their arm. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's completely different. You can in, in combat you sports, You can in baby. combat sports, bro, honestly. But, yeah, so... When you started writing music and you were like, fuck, like, when did it take you to record your first song? Like, how was the process? Like, did you have to write for a cool amount of time where you're like, all right, I think this is cool. And then you had your homie read, like, revise it and shit. Yeah. So um, I would first start writing it and I, re <laughs> I recorded my first song within, like, days of just trying it. And I, and I recorded it in my car, like, just put, a, put a, my microphone on and just recorded me spitting it. And at the time, which is so crazy, I was like, this actually sounds pretty good. Like, <laughs> I'm not, I am not half bad. <laughs> and so, like, I really had high hopes, you know, and I'm sitting there thinking, you know what, I could actually do this. So I kept trying and trying. And he's like, hey, you know, it's getting there, you know. And he's, he's trying to encourage me, which is great, which is yeah. great. But he was always not only encouraging me, but he was saying, okay, so what you have to practice is... Uh, like talking about a subject, staying on that subject. Where are you going to put metaphors? What are you going to put? Are you going to put punchlines? Is you going to talk about structure? So he was actually really like teaching me. That's yeah. why I say he's my mentor because it wasn't just like, oh, just send me and I'll listen to it. No, no, no. It was more like, okay, now how can we get better? Yeah. Where are we going to like how you need to find your voice. You need to figure this out, this yeah. and that. And that's why Brandon, I fucking appreciate you i love you you're yeah. really you're you're the man dude shout out brandon yeah he dude his music is freaking awesome it's so like intellectual but it has a good flow like you can, you can kind of hear me trying to emulate him a little bit but, yeah you know you try to emulate your heroes yeah fuck yeah um but yeah and he'd uh he critique it and but there was a point where like when i when uh i like almost lost everything like i just lost the passion to do anything and like I almost stopped. And it sucks because it's like, damn, imagine if I did. I'd probably just be just lame dude, just sitting there working <laughs> at a regular job, not not striving for anything. 
you know, because there's a lot of people that do that, that yeah. they think something's going to be handed to them. <clears throat> but yeah, it took, it takes time. It takes time. Like you guys see the now, you guys see the, yeah. the how it sounds now. It sounds crisp, sounds clean. Yeah. But for six years, I was really trying to find a sound. It wasn't really until like a year and a half ago, I found my voice. Yeah. I started like, you know, those freestyles were kind of cool. Some of them were good. Um, but they weren't like, and a lot of them, they were their freestyles in a way that they were written, but just written, just written. So, time, yeah. So they were freestyles. So technically, that's why they sounded a lot better mm-hmm. because they weren't like actual free in my in my like now when you those last two freestyles I did, those were just go turn the camera on let's get it, like no written nothing I don't give a shit like yeah, yeah but before like. <laughs> On my grind, on my mind, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> that, was my, that was my stuff, you know. Um, but I started just like practicing freestyle. Freestyling really was what helped me. Just listening and studying music, kind of studying artists, seeing what they did. I studied a lot of uh, Mac, Mac, uh, uh, Mac Miller, um, Kid Cudi, and Eminem was my. F- he actually cleaning out my closet was the first like actual hip hop song I heard ever. I fell in love with that shit. <laughs> Think about it. I was such a depressed kid, like, yeah. and I hated my mom at the time. Love you now, mom. <laughs> I hated her at the time, so it was like I said, "I said, mama," and I was on that. <laughs> I memorized that whole song. Oh, uh, I'm sorry, I'm laughing at your no, pain. No, no, like, no, that, no. Was, like, that was a good one right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, you know you have to you have to laugh at yourself. You man. do, man. You do. You gotta laugh at the because then it, it it really actually it's funny because I. What helped me get over all this shit really was DMT. Tell you that. Tell you that. DMT. And actually DMT, um, it helped me forget my past. And so my first DMT trip, I was drowning. Okay. And then I gasped for air and I was in a room, just a purple room. And I had some lady. Dude, every time I go into DMT trips, it's always beautiful women. I always hear that too. Always beautiful women. Yeah. That's why my name is Reassembled Under Beautiful Entities. Uh <laughs> one time in a DNT trip, I was on a conveyor belt with all my body parts and these women were just putting <laughs> me together, dude. Hey, it was crazy, dude. It was amazing. I dude. just had a picture of this in my head, like you know what I mean? Like it reminded me of robots, you know, that conveyor belt and shit. Yeah, it was something like that, dude. And I told Morgan about that. And we were trying to figure out because my first name was <laughs> I was trying to go with like Rubik's Cube. I was yeah. trying to figure something out. But there's, a, there's someone who's the Rubik's Cube. So it was like, oh, he's already taken. The Rubik's Cuban? Yeah. That's a good name right yeah. there. Self-titled. That's his real name now. Yeah, he's really good. Switched uh, over. And then, uh, so then I I went to no ID. Because I was like, I have no identification. Yeah. You know, I'm always losing my ID. Um, but then I found out that there's a producer named No ID. So I was like, well, shit, I'm kind of fucked there. I was just not gonna do that find a different name yeah yeah so then i went to silver shadow <laughs> but the the meaning by it was that in my head i was always second because um i was always trying to uh, impress my stepdad but he saw his younger son and i always felt like he had him on the pedal school so i was like i was always yeah. in the shadows so i was like i'm always in second i'm always in the shadow so mm-hmm. shadow yeah yeah i you know? feel that so that's why i did it but everybody was laughing because they're like sounds like a freaking superhero what are you the <laughs> silver surfer fucking silver surfer like then somebody called me slipper the onions i was like oh damn i'm not about to get roasted like this no 
<laughs> so then, yeah, after after people started calling me slivered onions and slivered onions, <laughs> <laughs> silver shadow, uh, sil- uh, silver, silver surfer, bro. Oh, I was shit. like. Yeah, I can't have this. I can't. I can't have them speaking on my name like this. <laughs> well, see, I tried to mimic my mentor because he's Nightcrawler. Yeah, that's it. But it's spelled differently. It's spelled like Night, and then it has Crawler with the K. So it's pretty dope. Yeah, yeah, and it. I, I that reminds me of like some old school shit. I don't know why it makes you think of like MF Doom kind of name. You know what I mean? Yeah, MF Doom was freaking badass. You know, MF Doom's a badass, bro. Honestly, I didn't really get to appreciate. Like, I mean, I've heard some of his stuff, but like the more I like see how many people like emulated his work and just got so much inspiration off him i'm like yeah he's a fucking legend legend dude he was actually the first artist ever to just spit bars no hooks no melodies just go straight Just go straight dude i forget i'm at i have to look up which one it is but dude it's nothing but bars i was like my, my my mentor was the one who was telling me about it he's like dude mf doom was a freaking legend and i didn't really i so for me some of MF Doom stuff I didn't like, yeah, because I didn't like the flowing of it. It, it kind of was very yeah. chaotic and like yeah, distorted. I mean, there was some stuff where I would listen to him, like, like there's some. I mean, he has some really fucking cool ass music, but at first yeah. too, the same that you said, like, I'm like, what's going on right here? You know, like this is not so structured like a regular song. <laughs> exactly. But so I didn't appreciate his art because that's his style. It's like you got to appreciate that. It was still bars. Like, there was still stuff, even though it didn't have, like, a... You don't appreciate because you don't understand. Right? Oh. You got ashes on your foot. Ah, the one's on. <laughs> I see you burning. That hurt? It got you? It's all good. Don't even trip on whatever fell. I'm sorry. Nah, you're good, bro. No worries. All right, but MF Doom. Yeah, MF Doom. Was, I didn't appreciate it because, yeah, I didn't understand. And I was still naive. Kind of young to it. Yeah. You gotta have your sound, and you're like, "Oh, this sounds good," and what this doesn't sound good. Yeah, like I don't like mainstream too much, just because I. And it's not that I don't uh, appreciate their work. Their work, it, you're putting music out. That's great. Yeah. Here, I'm sorry. <coughs> oh yeah. I say one thing about like, <coughs> pop, cause like I still like the, cause I always yeah. like the other stuff, but like pop, Ooh. what made me appreciate it was like <coughs> someone said it in a way of like, they're able to make the type of music that like people all around the world can like gravitate to and they can they can all like relate to it somehow yeah that's why it's so popular that's why like it's always played on the radio because yeah so many people can like hip-hop no like pop music like pop, pop music. yeah oh okay that, that it's able to reach so many different people and like that's why the music's so popular and you always hear it all the time on the radio and shit and i was like damn i understand that so like when i hear like the, the annoying catchy song on the radio i'm like fuck like this shit's annoying but like i understand why people like this shit like this shit. yeah yeah that's exactly yeah you listen to it for a bit you're like all right pretty much every song that they have on the radio is like really good but at the same time you're just like this shit plays so often like get this shit away from me like all these songs are the same songs you know yeah. it's like cl- club tracks or some shit oh my god dude i'm sorry and i'm yeah, yeah. right now even the like the k-pop shit is like super big and like I wouldn't say I'm a fan, but like I heard some songs like the other day. I'm like, this shit's like not that bad. Like even though I don't know what they're saying, like yeah. they have some cool like little like uh, beats and like the way like everyone's different. Like I'm not gonna lie, song. I really like drill music, like just drill music in general. But like English drill music, like from London, like London <laughs> drill music, like bro, tight. I really like their shit. Like it's just so entertaining to me. Just like 
how they can flow and it's like their accents and shit. And I'm like, dude, I love this shit. For a bit, I was like so stuck on like just music like that. Cause I listen to like, I listen to hip hop and stuff, but I only listen to like older stuff. You know what I mean? Like I don't really listen to a lot of like newer artists. I just kind of like try to listen back. Like I was stuck on like Nate Dogg and Warren G and shit like that, you know? Good stuff. And like, like B.I.G. Literally just old stuff that's like, I guess a little bit mainstream, but like in a way, you know, to people that listen to old music like that. Yeah. And then in, I listen to mostly like reggae and stuff like that. And like Spanish reggae. And like, I really like Spanish music, you know? So I kind of have like, no, no, not like that. (laughs) More like, like, uh, you ever listen to like Mana or like Cafeta Cuba or anything like that? You know, you know Mana? No. Um, if I, I, if you play a song that is probably popular, I've probably heard it. I don't know just names. Pretty much, because like I don't rock, speak Spanish. It's pretty much just like rock in Spanish or any like rock and roll music that. Oh, rock in yeah, Spanish yeah. is a banger too. Honestly, I really like just Spanish music in general, but like more like like ska ish kind of oh, okay, music. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I was always on that vibe. Like. My sisters put me on young into reggae and shit, so I'd be like, all right, like, I appreciate this. That's why I appreciate, like, old 90s beats and stuff like that. That's why I tell you, like, I think your shit would be cool on it because your voice is so good and, like, you're very good with your lyrics, too. I appreciate that. Yeah, but no doubt, dude. <clears throat> yeah, no, that, that's actually something that kind of inspired me, like, old school stuff, like, yeah, Gangstar. Like, yeah, I was about to say, so, like, what are your big inspirations when you make music, like, now going forward or, like, even just in general, like, in the past, like, is it the people that you like idealize like um like a uh, fucking mac miller you said kid cuddy yeah. and, and stuff like that do you try to like almost get inspiration from their music and put it into yours or do you you think you're changing up now through time um i i guess tech yeah i would say that i'm coming into my own but i think what i've done is taken a bit from each of them and kind of uh put them together mesh them together yeah some people are saying I'm sounding like The Weeknd in some of my songs. <laughs> it's funny because I'm just experimenting. I'm yeah. trying to have fun. Like, I think my plan is to do, like, I want to do rock. I want to actually make rock songs. So I'm going to find rock beats and make rock songs. Right. And I'm going to make poppy songs. I'm going to make everything. I'm not going to okay. just stick to one style just because. Put then, in a box. Yeah. Exactly. You don't want to box yourself out. It limits yourself to potential, to other stuff, to other fans. Mm-hmm. Like, you can. Oh, I can have the poppy kids, the people that like the pop. That's why I did the, I can't get it. Like, that's more yeah. poppy. Because yeah, yeah. when I heard it, I was like, this I was like, this sounds way different than like your freestyles or like, <laughs> you know, all the other shit you've done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, that's cool that you're experimenting with new stuff, you know? Yeah, that's that. I mean, I think that should be the goal. Like, I took that from Mac Miller. Think, listen to his music, how it progressed. Um, his, his like, um, earlier stuff, cool, uh, like Kool-Aid and pizza, like frozen pizza, that's like, crazy vintage him and then you go to circles Mm -hmm. and circles is not your typical mac miller it's not at all it's definitely it's got like this somber tone it's Mm -hmm. very like deep i actually listen to a lot of the tracks on that track list while i'm on dmt trips was it like right after is that the one that's his last album right that's his last album yeah i cried during that album because it had happened right after he had like they dropped it after he died and then to hear the lyrics and to see like a lot of his music, how like in, like how deep it was, you know what I mean? And like, like it pertained to like a lot of emotions that he was probably having at the time too. And like dealing with and shit like that. It just made me be like, fuck, like that's so sad. And like, uh, like man, that whole situation is just very sad to see someone that's like, like very iconic in that way too. And an inspiration to a lot of people to like die at a young age yeah it's just shit like anybody to die at a young age is shit man you know who i think uh the original mac miller was for me idea idea you don't know who idea is? i don't know who idea is it's spelled e-y-e-d-e-a he died when he was 28 
He over uh he died overdosing over sleeping pills, I think. One of yeah. the greatest artists ever. His his he was so young when he was doing stuff. He would do freestyles, uh he would do rap battles. He won one of the big ones. It was Blaze. He won first place. He was really I think he was pretty like in his teens. I think he was like seventeen. A white rapper? Yeah, but he's so good, dude. I saw his wow. DJ with uh he played with um Aesop. Yeah, it was Aesop uh it was a uh, Hell Mary Hell Mary Mallon, which is uh Aesop Rock and Rob Sonic. It's a group together. I wonder if I could play this shit on SoundCloud enough. We won't get taken down from YouTube. I feel like we might be able to get away with it. It's like 15 seconds. Yeah, real quick. I'm going to just put a little bit. I mean, fuck it. Why not? You know? Yeah. Is this something? Idea, ability, smile? Oh, this one, huh? Oh, that's a good one. That's fucking, uh, that's the weatherman. With the ability? You'd have to go. If it's the beat, I think we're fine. This is Aesop. Oh, I'm trying to. I think Aesop's. At, I think ideas at the end. This is Slug. And maybe he's in the middle. Is he? Right here. I feel like we'll get away with this because it's on fucking SoundCloud. So do you like a lot of underground music? Like, is that usually what you like listen to too? Definitely. Yeah. Like, Most of my playlists is under, underground. That song Acid Raindrops by people from Under the Stairs or whatever? You're, no, I haven't heard that. I got it. Oh, you, gotta, you gotta help your boy out. I love listening to new music, bro. I hope they don't take us down for this. If they do, we could just cut this out. We'll see. But. Do you like like a region of music uh, better than others? Because I've always liked how different... Like Houston music and shit like that? I love New York. I love that East Coast, man. I like I like both. I like I like West Coast. I like East Coast. I, I, I just... I don't know. If it This is my thing. And this is my thing for everything. Is this if it sounds good, I love it. Yeah. I don't care where it's from. If it sounds great, if my ears love it, it's all good. I listen to a lot of Japanese rock. So I was gonna say, is there anything that's like really weird that you listen to? You're like, oh, this is fucking sick though. Like like how I like fucking English drill music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, Japanese rock is my freaking how the fuck you get into Japanese rock? Well, I'm a big anime. I found fan. these old Japanese rock songs though, yeah. and they were dope. Oh, this is it right here. Trying to make money, slang and sending them This is a uh, people under the stairs. I don't know if it's done. This song's tight. This is a banger here. I'll watch it. I'll listen to these people on the way home. Dude, they're really cool, honestly. That's my big thing to do. I like to, uh, I love to listen to uh, a lot of music. I, I, it's funny because people, uh, my buddy, the guy that records me, he's like, you're so young. He's like, but you have such an in-depth amount of knowledge for music. He's like, there's, he's like, you're listening to music from like 50 years before I was born. He's like, what the <laughs> hell's going on? He's like, this is crazy. He's like, he's like, I've never met somebody that listens to this kind of, like this amount of music. Like most people, if you're a hip hop dude, you listen to hip hop. Like you don't yeah. listen to like old school. You, you don't listen to like R&B. You don't listen to like uh, psychobilly, rockabilly, like old rock, alternative. You don't, you don't hear a lot of like people that listen to like, a certain type of rap yeah they, they don't do it you don't expand yourself like a lot you usually stay in the, the type of genre you like and shit. exactly so 
I think at a young age, I was always experimenting with a lot of different music. I, I love another big inspiration was Linkin Park. Man, Linkin Park was so up until like minutes of midnight. <laughs> That's cool that you know, like all these albums too. Like you don't just know like the artists and a couple songs. Like you, you know, the albums and shit like that yeah. too. You know, like that shows like your your knowledge too about what you're listening to. Yeah, yeah of course. Uh, studying, you gotta, I don't know. It's, it's really good to like have that knowledge because you can share it. Yeah. One thing about it, I love to, if you want to take something from mine, you can. No, you're good, um, bro. I'm shit. But I love to share my knowledge of music. I like people to understand, like to hear good stuff because like, I want to pass on the, the joy. Yeah. And especially if they're up and coming artists, like I, I actually listened to Russ before he got really big. Um, I was a big Russ fan. Huge. You still like Russ? I, yeah. you know, I. About, uh, you think he's all, corny? All the meme stuff uh, he's yeah. getting a little corny. <laughs> <laughs> if you listen to his old stuff, like coming through Corleone, oh man, that stuff is so great. It's yeah. so old school. It ha- like listen to Corleone one yeah. day, dude. He's just sitting there in a the chair and he's just going in with bars, like super catchy with flows and yeah. stuff. And it's dope. Cause I, I have some songs that I have saved from him, and I actually like like his music. You yeah. know what I mean? But like, like there's some music I really like from him, and then other I'm like, okay, but. Him as a person, I could see why people call him corny. He's getting very confident, I think. Yeah. yeah. I think he's doing it on purpose. I think it's a marketing thing. He's eating it up now? Yeah. Because like 6 9 kind of thing. Yeah, because he was doing that thing for a while where he was dissing all the artists. And now he's he's sitting there in the industry with everybody and he's doing all the songs with them. So it's kind of like, yeah. I think he did it like Joyner Lucas did. You remember Joyner Lucas? You know who he is? Sounds so familiar, isn't he? Like, is he associated with OF? No, I don't think so. No, he just he just started coming out. He like he just got popping like maybe two three years ago. That name sounds so familiar. But he yeah. was he's fire. <clears throat> yeah, Jordan Lucas. What he was doing was he was going over like beats of other artists, and he was beat. He was like he was just destroying them, and he was dissing them. But he was saying like, "Oh, I'm not dissing him. I'm just, you know, just I'm just having fun." But yeah. he was going in on these <laughs> men, dude. Like you're like, "Dog, you're talking shit going on." And then he'll do a song with like the same people he like did this. Like he did it. He had a whole diss. Uh, like it was like three songs back back and forth with him and Tory Lanez. And that, that was like funny. And then they did a song together. They're like, <laughs> I was like, "Oh, y'all did that shit for fun. Y'all was just getting us all hyped for the freaking." But that's dissing. That's cool though. Now that like that artists are so willing to collaborate and like be you know what i mean like expand their so because i feel like in the past a lot of people would be like nah i'm gonna just stick to like doing just me and like us our group or whatever you know now yeah. they're like all right i know that this can make me a shitload of money like uh i was seeing i know this is super fucking random but <laughs> academics right this video of academics and he was saying why drake is like one of the biggest artists across the globe you know and it's because like <clears throat> He's doing music in Spanish where he's like singing some Spanish lyrics and then like another one where he's singing like Brazilian, like or Portuguese, you know what I mean? And like for a Brazilian song and like he's doing all these different genres of music at the same time, which yeah. is shit that he's just so fucking popping across the globe. Like, I don't know. It's just smart to, like you said, not to keep yourself in a fucking box. Yeah, that's some, I think. That's some. That's the reason why some people hated Drake too, because they would say he would uh, do too much. Ride the culture wave. vulture, yeah, culture vulture, like ride the wave <laughs> or like just hop on whatever. Yeah, and yeah. just ride that. I'm one of those. Yeah, you don't I'm like one, Drake. So okay, <laughs> I'm one of those. He could be catchy, but you know what? That's He's not was. the catchy one. Yeah, someone. Else. It's right. his writers. Yeah. They're the catchy ones. Or he he be taking lines from movies. I posted up one. He there's this movie he did and. He's literally speaking what the man is rapping. I'm like, okay, Drake. Now you're just, now you're just okay. You're going, you're going too far. 
But it, nobody stops him. Like, nobody is stopping him. Nobody's calling him out. I'm calling you out, Drake. That's okay. He's honestly I'm one of the greatest right now, honestly. He's out here looking like... um. He's already looking like fucking uh, Michael Jackson and shit. But Michael Jackson is the king of pop. You know I mean? Oh, yeah. Michael Jackson was one of the best. Yeah. He, I have a... Uh, oh, shit. I still remember where I was when he died. Like, I was leaving a movie theater and, like, I heard the news. I was like, Yeah. I was he, in school. He was, like, not iconic, but he was, like, one of the first guys that, like, I was like, oh, shit. I, I remember his music. Like, yeah. Was, like, his shit was so catchy. Like, the... The beat it, the Billy Jeans, like, all that shit was like fucking classics, and then you just always knew about him as a kid. Even like if you never even seen him, like you just always hear him in like pop culture, like Michael Jackson, that name. I would always remember that. Like, yeah, elementary. even his old, his even his younger stuff with the Jackson Five, the A B C, easiest one, two, three. Like that's one of the most iconic songs I ever heard I was as a so kid. Young, like, so young doing that shit. Yeah, you know I mean like being the leader of their fucking group. Like, yeah, you know, they're all like older fucking better. You hey, did the you rumors? ever hear about yeah. the conspiracy? Yeah, about him being uh, apparently they say like one of the rumors is that he got fucking chemically passed. I was just gonna say that. Yeah. That's what they pa- that's true. It can it it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. But hey, you know they say a lot. Hey, they when they get their children to fame, parents don't let they don't get their kids into fame for them for the kid. You know why they get the kid? They, it's selfish to say, but you know what they're doing? They're they're exploiting the kid, trying. Yeah, and that's why you see all these young stars flipping the flipping the hell out, freaking going crazy, man. Orlando Bloom. Did you not see Orlando Brown? That yeah. man is. This was in San Bernardino. That man is a crackhead. Bro, he was in San Bernardino. How do you go from being a movie star at Disney to being oh, a crackhead? Bro, but he Disney has bars, channel. bro. Disney Channel fucks people up. Hey, he low key has bars. Him and Demi Lovato too. Like she, she came out pretty like wild from her, yeah, her whole had... like Disney phase or whatever. Yeah. I think even she had like, did she overdose or was that someone else? I think it might have been Demi Lovato. Like overdose. she, might, yeah, she overdosed, but she was alive. She's still alive. Yeah, she she was brought back. Yeah, she did that overdosing. She was like anemic and shit. The other wild one was um, fucking um, Amanda Bynes. Yeah, bro. I don't even know what happened to her. She just like disappeared off the earth. No, but if you see her pictures of what she looks like now, she has so much plastic surgery. She looks, whoa. You're like, why'd you do that? I remember that show. Like, like she she looked like looking back at her now, like she was pretty young, like sort of like around like. 15, 14. Yeah. And those producers are weird as fuck. He's got bars, bro. Look at his music, bro. He's got bars, bro. And he's got some flows, bro. It's crazy. Yeah, he's he's crazy. It's wild to say that, but... Oh, oh, I blocked the whole camera. Yeah. Oh, you oh good. my god! I there you go. <laughs> Look at those cheeks for OnlyFans before it goes out. Before it goes out. Oh, some off camera. Pop stuff. that on your pop <laughs> that on your account. Be like, hey, come follow my friend. One last month, free subscription for uh, everybody. Fifty percent off. No. But you gotta pay for the foot pics, <laughs> dude. Honestly, OnlyFans is dropping a bag with that one. Honestly, they they're fucking up. I feel like they should have just kept it going and just. just Fuck everybody. I'm going to just keep doing all this stuff right here. Be on the outskirts because I feel like the outskirts is starting to be the norm. You know what I mean? Like it's starting to get so accepted. Like even with the weed culture yeah. and shit like that. Like, yeah, they fucking up dropping a bag. What's the difference of Pornhub? Yeah, yeah but then again, you know I, mean? I feel like, what the hell? Like, I feel like it goes back to that old argument. Like you, like you could, you could pay for this, but there's all this other free stuff. Like, yeah. 
Like and that they, but that's the thing. They're marketers. They get that. They do that thing. Some of these girls don't even show anything. That one girl, Bad Bunny or whatever, she made a million within like a first uh, week. She didn't even show a nipple. She didn't do any of that. Oh, was she it? Uh, doesn't show nipples. She don't do none of that. I guess. Was it the white girl? The one white girl? The one that was Catch Me Outside. Oh, bad bit. Oh, yeah, I know. Bad Barbie. Oh, bad Barbie. Bad Barbie. Yeah, bad Barbie. It's like a rapper name or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's retarded. Daniel, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) So, Catch Me Outside. How about that? How about that, Dr. Phil? You know what's a trip to me is that, like, a bunch of people that have random ass shit like that, like, little moments of fame, if they are able to capitalize on that shit, they can just become, like, she is making fucking money now, bro. Like, honestly. She's making money, like she's. Even no though like we don't either. like a lot of shit that she does, like we're like fuck. I respect the hustle. I respect it too, dude. Like like a Jake Paul and Logan Paul. Like, Man, it's hard to hate that stuff, bro. Because oh. Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley, that they fight next week. Can I get your uh? Your 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 analysis on it real quick. Yeah, man, I'm really. <laughs> so it's weird about the 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 Paul brothers, man. Yeah. It's like. They were good wrestlers, actually. I heard. Um, Logan was actually a champion, I think. I think he was a state champion. Are you for real? I think. If I'm not, if I'm wrong, I might be wrong. But he plays pretty high in state, I think. So he was a really well-rounded wrestler. So, I mean, it's not hard for any athlete to get into a sport. I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not hate. I just, it's just how they go about it just Mm. bothers me. It's like, everybody's trying to be like Connor. Yeah. It, like, there's only one Connor, man. Even Connor now is getting kind of corny. I like him. I'm Irish, so kind of you wanna you wanna support, but <laughs> when you start talking you about said people, you're Irish, yeah, I'm part Irish. Irish. Yeah, my grandfather's side. Yeah. What? Yeah, that's why I get this freaking beard. Yeah, <laughs> all my family actually got red hair. My mom, my grandpa, uh, what? My uncles, all redheads. I'm the only one that got it on my chin. That's crazy. So what are you changing your hair? Not to be like what? What are you? But like what are you? Uh, Mexican, like, <laughs> Mexican and Irish, but <laughs> I don't claim my Mexican side. Mexican and Irish, what? Yeah. That's a crazy combination, right there. Honestly, that's what the females say. <laughs> <laughs> you guys ever heard about like the German people living in Mexico too? Like, yeah, that's just crazy. They got like their own farms out there and yeah. just live on their uh, their own outside of like they're not even like in, in like uh, what's the word like integrated with like the Mexican. They have their they own city. Have, it has like a German writers yeah. and stuff. But you hear about uh, how like. Uh, apparently like after World War II like a bunch of the Nazis they ended up fleeing to fucking Germany and there's like a story that like Hitler was one of the people that fled to Germany and lived out his life like out there or sorry not in in, in Germany in Argentina in Argentina (laughs) they all lived in Argentina and like but there's like a whole big like community too of like Germans in Argentina and stuff like that. I'm like, wow, like that'd be a trip if someone was able uh, to like go somewhere else and and completely get away like that's insane. It was like you think he did? He could have, bro. He could have. He could have. I could have had a door it. somewhere. I, I mean, think it was Tim Kennedy it, or someone else that had like a story of them that they went down to Argentina and someone like showed them their great grandpa's like old Nazi like medals or like yeah. gloves or war stuff yeah. that they had from like World War II. Yeah, because I heard that uh, like I, I'm pretty sure it was Hitler, but they, that his body wasn't really his body. Like the body that they found, like it wasn't his body. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they had like. DNA evidence or whatever that ended up like suggesting that it wasn't him and I was like what, what? I, wait that's on YouTube or yeah my tinfoil hat is on right now but yeah it's on YouTube bro check that shit out I, I'm pretty sure they'll say it on there I'm gonna have to look that up cause that that's cause that's wild so Tyron Woodley or Jake Paula man what do you got are you gonna stick with the MMA guy or are you gonna go with the man 
See that that's the reason why I don't like what Jake Paul's doing because he's going after all the old people out there prime or people yeah. that don't even a, like, a basketball player. Okay, I get it, he's an athlete, but you're bro, not, like, what I hate is like, that you're trying to fair. box, but you're not calling out any boxers. Like not one boxer. Well, well, he, he is. said after this, he probably was is going to try to go Tommy yeah. Fury. Tommy whatever. Fury, yeah, that's a uh, Tyson Fury's little brother. Little brother. Bro, he will tie his beard, little brother. Clip him one time, it's over. I'd be, I'd be like, all right, I see, because I heard his little brother wasn't really like too much of a boxer, you know. So he's he's young. He's actually like I think he's still like nineteen or like twenty years old. So yeah, he's or like twenty something. He's really young. He's really young. He's barely getting into boxing. I think he's only got like ten matches. Wow. In his career, yeah, because I knew I knew he was still pretty early in his career, but I mean, like, well, who's training him? Yeah, I was about to say, if you have someone like fucking Tommy Fury or like Tyson oh, Fury, Tyson Fury and then his dad too, his dad and him sound so much alike, <laughs> so. dude. If you close your eyes, you'd be like, "Who the fuck? Like, which one's which?" Just like it maybe sounds like uh, um, Tyson that got addicted to uh, oxycodone. Yeah, and his voice got a little raspier. That <laughs> sound like him, but dude, oh, he shit. he almost if he would have bet freaking uh, what's his name. Andre Ward, if he would have, or no, who is it? Uh, he bet, what's his name? One of the boxers, I'm trying to remember this. What'd he bet? He's like, that uh, That Tyson Fury is going to knock out um, Deontay Wilder. Oh, for And he said it in the seventh round. And he did, huh? And he did. Oh, <laughs> he freaking shit. predicted that shit. And he was, and dude, he would have lost. He would have lost, I think it was like a million or like a thousand pounds, like, like a million pounds or some shit. I was not surprised though that that Tyson Fury was able to finish him just because like Tyson Fury is just when I seen him the first time I was like because I never seen his fights against Klitschko or like anybody like that you know yeah so I was like oh okay kind of like a little bit oblivious to who he was and then when I seen him fucking fight against Wilder I was like damn this guy is really good like he's clean like he's crisp for a heavyweight he's moves his feet well and I was like he has such an awkward body I didn't expect him to be such a good athlete you know yeah, like at yeah. the same time like have a gas tank. And so when I see him, like, damn, like, that first Wilder fight, I was like, damn, he he pieced him up pretty much the whole time. Ended up getting dropped. I don't know how the fuck he didn't win the decision. Exactly. I thought that was crazy. I was Robbery. like, what? But honestly, though, if I'm honest, the first Canelo fight versus Triple G, I thought that Triple G won. Triple G won. Exactly. I I thought Triple G won, and someone was mad at me for saying that. I was like, nah, bro. I was like, Triple G won, dog. <laughs> bro, I was like, this is, got, this is easy. Yeah. This is easy. Easy, okay. you know what I mean. But you know what they do it for the money is for the next fight. But that's right, why right, MMA right. is so much better than boxing. When'd you get into MMA? Like, what was it? Because of wrestling that you started to like look at? Watch yeah, it? but and that at that time actually was uh my favorite uh, fighters were uh, Forrest Griffin and Josh Koscheck. Dude, I feel that honestly. those are badasses. Bro. I hear Josh Koscheck is a fucking bitch. Oh, he's a douchebag. Yeah, I hear he's a douchebag. Honestly, I always see oh. like stuff about him being a fucking douchebag. I mean, look at his hair. I mean, come on, <laughs> look at his hair. Be cool. Being a wrestling fan, do you feel like Khabib is the goat? Oh, he's the goat. He's, he, so? uh, I mean, he never lost. He never even really got. I mean, I think the only fight. Never lost a round. Never lost. Like, yeah, he never lost. Like, there's great fighters. I'm just saying, like, I mean, at that weight class. Like, because you yes. can't. Because you can't. 155 is killer. You can't really specify, like, an overall, like, who is the best. Yeah. Because there's so many good people in their prime that were so good. Like, Mighty Mouse, one of the greatest fighters. But he, you can't say he's like he, oh he's better than Anderson Silva. Mm-hmm. Anderson Silva's a goat. He's still they're all goats and they're, they're like their own Hall of Fame. It's just like yeah, they, they're I, all. Khabib even said he's like I don't think I'm better than any of these guys, but I feel like I'm on their level. Yeah, they're on the same level. They're all champions. They're all great. 
greatest of their era and shit like that. Exactly. At the time, they were the greatest. Like, because I could feel like I feel like for Habib, like he's the greatest right now, especially at, like at his prime and who he's facing. Like everybody in his division, like he can beat everybody. Like I don't think there's anybody even now that can still beat him. To be honest, like. I'm trying to think, like, I thought Connor, I was like, Connor has a good chance if he's able to, like, regather his shit, like, get his wrestling together a little bit more, because that, that fight that he had with him was okay, like, you know, for General Habib, but then, like, you start analyzing it more, and you're like, nah, like, he doesn't really have what it takes, like, Habib is in the gym, stays in the gym, constantly working, like, with fucking killers constantly, you know, and, like, yeah. I feel like Connor fucked up because his gym is so small in a way, he doesn't have, like, a bunch of different people to work with. You know what I mean? And, like, he moved... He has, like, his own personal gym in, like, Portugal and some shit. He created another gym right here in fucking California for this camp against Dustin. And I'm like, yeah. damn, like... I don't know. He, he's doing a lot of extra stuff, you know? But Habib stay, like, loyal to where he's going. Like, he's continuously working. And, like, even now, like, he's killing it as a coach, bro. He's fucking one of the best coaches. He has a team record. of killers, dog. Like... Killers. He's probably lost a fight as a coach. Right? I'm pretty sure at least but one, but he, so far he's done like good. He's got a lot of good fighters like under his belt. Fucking, he has he has a Makachev, Makachev, and then a Tukagov, and then there's fucking like Zubaira and all, like all these dudes. Like there's a bunch of guys that are fucking beasts, out. bro. Yeah, see that's what I'm saying. And even at one point, Connor was one of the greatest. Yeah. I mean, when he won the two titles, you cannot say you so good, bro. You cannot say that he wouldn't whoop anybody. Yeah. at that time. At that time. Though, you see, that's the thing. When they are their prime and they're still trying to fight, it's it's not the same fighter. I mean, yeah, mm -hmm. it kind of diminishes their legacy. Like, I think Connor's not going to be looked at the same, losing how he keeps losing. And especially, like, the leg. And, like, on top of that, I think it's just, like, he's been a fucking a cock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Honestly, he's been such a fucking cock. I'm like, bro, why, why are you like this, man? Like, you ain't got to be talking all this shit about people, especially, like, their family or, like, you know what I mean? Just like really out of pocket stuff. Like the shit he said about Habib really made me be like, bro, like you can't do this, man. Like you can't yeah. say like about his dad like that. He's like, you, you see it? Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I was saying. Thing. Yeah, he was. Once you start doing that kind of stuff, it's like, <sighs> like even when he hit that old guy, like, yeah. Even that, bro. Why? I was like, why? I was like, dude, you're hitting this gold guy, and like you know what? Sometimes he always wins me back because I'll be like, I like the sport, you know, and I like what he brings to the sport and like the entertainment. Yeah, but at the same time, like uh, me and my friends were saying, like the last press conference that he had, like it felt so fake and so forced, like against Dustin, you know, like all the trash talking shit. Yeah, that's why I say he sounds corny now. Yeah, like I was like, you're not really this. You don't mean this shit no more. Like, I don't think you're confident in yourself. Like I think you're trying to cover it up. You know what I mean? And for him to come back, bro, I don't know. I, I that's a hard one right there. Yeah, just I mean, when he went from being like respect, like okay, he went from. Destroying Khabib and talking so much shit to the next couple of fights, he was all, "Oh yes, I respect the fighter. He's all the great." Like yeah. he, he's like being super nice, and then he's like, "All right, I have to do what I did last time because that's how he beat Dustin the first time. Got he got in his head, head. Was, yeah. but at that time it was genuine because Connor had this attitude. He wasn't he wasn't rich. He was still fighting for scraps, just like everybody. So when you're fighting for scraps, that's when you're at your best." Yeah. You're trying to win. You're trying. You gotta win. You gotta win. For Connor life. ain't gotta win. He, he's on he the Forbes list of like the richest people. He just sold his company. Like most of his company for like I think six six hundred thousand, six hundred million. I mean that's a like what, dude? Proper Twelve became like one of the biggest fucking alcohol brands, just whiskey brands in general. Like, and I give him credit because he ended up capitalizing on something that he liked, you know, and like yeah. for being such a bro, he was able to. 
to get the UFC to actually want to do partnership. Like, they didn't want to do double championship. Like you to be a double champ, they didn't want to do that shit because they were like, nah, this business model, like we don't like that. You know, it's gonna hold it up a division. And then he came along and it was like, we gotta do it. Like we gotta let him be a double champ. This shit will get us a lot of money. And then after that, for them to let him fucking go against Mayweather, like that's he changed the game right there. You that, was know it. that was it. That was that's it. Changing the game. <laughs> Too much money. Yeah, dude. Honestly, after I was like, this was he's on his legendary shit right here. But like even like. <laughs> It sucks because you always have to see those legends kind of fall. Like, that's why I think it's really cool what Habib did at the same time. Because he's able to, like, leave there and be like, all right, I'm, like, at the top of my game, but I'm just going to say fuck it. And I'm just going to say peace out to the sport for the yeah. meantime. You know well, what, what I'm saying? Else did he, what else could he do? I mean, he cleaned out the division. <laughs> it would have been tight for him to fight uh, GSP, but that sucks that that match never came to fruition, you know? Cause I they, think like, Dana didn't us. want it to happen. I heard that, like, because um, you know how last time... Well, I don't know if you heard about this recently. Pretty much what happened was GSP was trying to fight Oscar De La Hoya in a boxing match. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw And that. so saw that. Dana blocked it out, and he said, no, nah, I don't want this to happen. And so I guess he was like, "Like, what if I can get you the Habib fight? And so he was like, uh, GSP knew that he wasn't going to do it, that he was going to like not fight. He didn't want to fight Habib, really. Because at the time, like they didn't do it in the past when he actually wanted it and stuff, and they just kind of like stalled him out because yeah. he has the history of going... Winning the belt, and then when he wins the belt, he retires. Like, retired. He did that twice already. He did that. And they're like, fuck this fool. Like, we're not going to let him do this again to us. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, I can see like what he did. But pretty much he ended up, like, selling him out and was like, yeah, like, I'll do it. And then so Habib went, he went to Habib, and he asked Habib again, like, if he'd do it and stuff. And there was all this, like, news articles about it. But, yeah, dude, I feel like Habib was one of the greatest, but still, his record as a champion wasn't that impressive. I mean, but the, who? He only defended the belt like twice. Who does he fight though? It's true. I mean, though. Then he get then injuries happen. Like that mm. Tony Ferguson fight was supposed to happen like five times. That's so crazy. And then the, the, the first fight. then he got his ass kicked. <laughs> it just trips me out that like, all right, cool, we're finally gonna have it the fifth time and shit. And then yeah, every time, I and then like a fucking pandemic happens. Like yeah. a pandemic that's something that's like out of both of their hands. I think the worst one you think was. Think it would have uh, won, dude. Yeah, the worst one that I lost. hated was the one where I think they were literally like, I think. Probably like a week out from the fight, and then when Tony injures himself on the cable or on some the cables, shit, he has he sunglasses pump. inside and shit, yeah. and he just like fucks up his knee, like crazy. like kick a pole or some shit. No, he fucking he ended up like cable. tripping on a cable, tearing his ACL, and it wasn't able to fight. And they he had just finished doing like press, like for like you know yeah. I mean? they have fight week and shit like that. And they always do their press and stuff. I'm like bro, but honestly, now looking back at it, I think he would have got beat up. You don't think so? No, I think he would have. I don't know. Hundred percent. I'm like, he would have just beat. The- <laughs> but there was a. Uh, it's there not was a fight. Yeah. Was, he's got such good wrestling, dude. I don't get. He don't give a shit. He's gonna ground and pound. He's gonna maul you. Gonna- and he has fucking like jujitsu too, so he has like that that defense on it. Yeah, everybody yeah. knew what was coming, and then they still couldn't stop it. Like they knew he was just gonna come at them and wrestle them and just take them down, but no one could do anything about it at all. At all. I mean, he At wrestled some point, a bear. Yeah, he wrestled a bear. You can't. I mean, you wrestled a bear. Is he said he was like I seen an interview with him and Mike Tyson. He's like he's like yeah, like when my father was when I was wrestling the bear, I was telling him that he was biting me, and he was like bite him back. Yeah. <laughs> I was like what? That's wild. And like dude, that's crazy. Like, you see the video of them wrestling as a kid. I'm like dude, 
Like that's some legendary shit right there. That's like some Rocky movie type shit. Yeah, right there. Your yeah. kid next to you know his like background that. though. Like, uh, like yeah, he's Dagestani. Even still lives with his family. He lives in the house that he was raised in. Some shit. That's crazy. That's such a crazy it, landscape too. The like the Dagestan mountain area. Dude, like, I know. When you see their videos of like, because there was this guy, um, he does these videos called the Anatomy of a Fighter. I forget what his name is, but it's pretty much just like a lot of back behind the scenes kind of thing of like them training and he goes to a shitload of different gyms but he ended up getting invited out to Dagestan when Habib's dad was still alive so he has like all this video of like them like how they live up there and like what they do and shit like that you know and like he ended up even recording like them playing Dagestani basketball you know what I mean like shit like that where they like can wrestle with each other and like yeah. grapple in a way I'm like dude that's it's a trip that like he came from that kind of background and then you see all these fighters coming from that background oh you hit it again coming from that background fucking like being so successful in mma you know what i mean and like it's like uh kind of like it reminds me of like city kickboxing like, you know how they came out of new zealand and they're like killing it in the game right now yeah. but in their own unique way but like i feel like just the people from dagestan are so well-rounded it's insane man oh they're freaking they're insane dude you but, think it's the have, do, do you ever or have you guys heard of sambo or whatever i just heard the name combat sambo but I never really uh -huh. understood or like exactly what's the difference between that and like any other wrestling. Bro, it looks like MMA to me. When I looked up a fight of Combat Samo, because I looked up, it was a Islam Makachev versus Zabit Magomedov, Magomed Sharapov. Yeah. And and then like they fought each other, and pretty much like you can take them down, you can grapple, you can submit them, and you can strike on the feet. I don't know what the point difference is though. Like I really have to find it out and see what it is. But yeah, but they pretty much have everything that it takes in fucking MMA. So. You know what I'm saying? They're just doing it maybe before. Essentially, MMA. like, yeah. <laughs> they're the real, they're the real creators. Sorry, Gracie's. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, I was listening to a podcast the other day about Hicks and Gracie. If okay. you can listen to Jocko Willing's podcast by them, you should. I bought um the hardcover book for my brother. I was gonna buy the audio book for myself just to listen to it in the car, but it pretty much talks about like their whole legacy as like people. And like I didn't know how far back this shit went and like how intricate it was, you know, in a way. Cause so Jiu-jitsu started in Japan. It's called Japanese Jiu-jitsu, right? It was Japanese Jiu-jitsu, and I guess this guy named Maeda, he ended up going to um, to Brazil, ended up teaching some people with Jiu-jitsu. Mm -hmm. And this guy named Carlo, Carlo Gracie, was one of like the original people to go back and to like really study it, become like a fucking black belt and shit, right? Yeah. And so he started to teach it to like Brazilian people, and they ended up implementing their own style of it and stuff, kind of being more on the ground because they were a little bit smaller and stuff. Yeah. And so from there, sorry, I should, I should but yeah, from there, pretty much what happened was like he was he had a son. His son was named Elio, and Elio really couldn't. He couldn't exercise. He couldn't do a, like a lot of lifting and stuff. And like Carlos, all his brothers, they would all train too and shit like that. But he was like one of the ones that got deepest into it. Yeah. And so when Elio was around, Elio was like 16 to like from being young to 16 or 18. He wasn't really able to exercise heavily because he had like some kind of sickness or something that made his like body really weak. So if he would like do too much, he would like pass out and shit. And so he was yeah. always in the room, though, watching them train and being in like jiu-jitsu like practicing and he would learn all these techniques just by watching and so one day i guess he was waiting for like like this guy pulled up to train with with carlo and as he was waiting ahead of time he was like hey i'll roll with you in the meantime if you want to like mess around and so he was like cool and they ended up like grappling or whatever 
And so he had like all these different techniques that he used because he couldn't get the same leverage and use the same strength as a lot of the, uh, like the other guys. So he had like different moves and shit. And so from there, he ends up like in a way like becoming like um like they Hickson calls him like the Albert Einstein to fucking like um to jujitsu because he created so many different things for the weaker it. person. Yeah, because he was just like had to use completely different like techniques and stuff. So from there. He ends up becoming like a legend, like teaching all these people shit. And like him and I think his brother, they end up having like 30 kids between them. And like 21 are boys and nine of them are girls. And so all the boys become like beasts at jujitsu. That's why you see all these fucking dudes do jujitsu and shit like that, right? And this is a really botched up story. If you listen to it on Jocko's podcast, it's way better. But from there, like they have like all these kids, dude, and they all become killers at fucking jujitsu. And then they're like, all right, let's fucking go do ufc and you know what i mean they start ufc and like they tell you break it down like on how all that shit happens like how they end up choosing royce to like hoist gracie to fucking go and fight all these people because there had been there had been like old videos and shit that they would take of them fighting other kind of combat styles like karate people and shit like that you know and then <laughs> taking them down grappling them and like choking them out or some crazy shit like that and so they ended up trying to show how like jiu-jitsu was the top sport and shit like that you know like it just I, I thought it was so cool just the whole story itself yeah and then i was like one of the coolest like weirdest interesting things that i heard on it was that one of the gracies like their ancestors ended up coming to america right like a couple of them came to america and so one of them was in the confederate army he was in the civil war era right yeah. in the confederate army <laughs> i guess one day he ended up getting beat up by another soldier <laughs> He got beat up really bad, but he didn't want to snitch. He didn't say who, who did it to him, you know? And so Robert E. Lee, the fucking leader of the Confederate Army, heard that, and he was like, that's really cool. So he brought him into his office, you know, and they, like, he kicked it off with him, ended up becoming, like, a, I think, like, kind of high-ranking, you know, something like that. And so from there, like, there's even a picture of the, these dudes, like, together and stuff on the internet, like a yeah. Robert E. Lee with one of the Gracies, which is, like, like so different sides of the spectrum that you wouldn't expect, you know what I mean? Which is I was like, wow, wow, that's some crazy deep history right there. Yeah. But let's go back to your music. Your knowledge, bro. yeah. To your music, I was gonna <laughs> say, what do you like? What are your inspirations like going forward, man? Because like, I like I said, oh, 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 we do want, I do want to talk about this, but I also want to talk about you cooking and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I forgot about that for a second. Oh, shit, we yeah. got too high and shit. Yeah, yeah, no, we always get too high. But. <laughs> That's what I do. Uh, but with the music, like, what are your inspirations going forward and stuff? Like, what do you plan on doing? You know what I mean? Well, um, a lot of my inspirations now is just trying to get the first project out. I mean, that's like, that's really the first key is to actually share the music, to, to finally be able to put it out and find that fan base. Um, but yeah, like I said earlier, I want to just kind of make a couple different kind of genre kind of music and then kind of just do that. And then, oh, also, we're, we're trying to do a, uh, you know, how, like people get found doing some crazy stuff. So what we want to do is uh, bring a bunch of equipment. He's, he's got like stadium uh, size equipment, like speakers and lights and stuff. Shout and, out to uh, Josh, right? Yeah, Josh. Josh Dobbins. Yeah, he's the man. That's my boy. right there. Honestly, I don't know you, man, but you seem really fucking cool. You're doing a lot of cool shit with Ruben. So I give you stupid credit. You're fucking talented as fuck. And when you watch this with Sam... I love you guys. <laughs> you guys are awesome. I really appreciate you guys for everything. Oh, shit. Yeah, shout out you guys, for real. But yeah, so go and feature, like, wh what do you want to do with, like, the big sound stuff? So I just, 
so we're gonna do like a live. We're gonna try to do a couple live shows at Santa Monica. We're just gonna set up, dude, up and just do a couple. Because I mean, you gotta think about it this way. Um, there's a lot of rich people out there. There's a lot of people that just go to Santa Monica anyways, and um, there's a lot of people that are influencers, people on TikTok. Mm-hmm. So let's just say my I'm sitting there and I'm I'm rapping and, and they're liking the sound. They start recording it, start posting it. You know, uh, it's called, like isn't it called buskin or something like that? Buskin or like like people that like buskers. I think it's called that when you go Check out in the out. street and you could, yeah. like you play music and shit street and like performer, uh, like street performers. That's what they're called. Like and yeah. like I have a I follow this one guy who sings and he does like singing in London and stuff. And yeah. he actually just like all right, hey, I'm gonna go out to this spot today. If you guys want to go and watch me for a couple hours, like come through and chill and stuff, you know? Yeah. And I think that'd be really cool, bro. You'd be like, <laughs> all right, I'm going to be here today for all my followers on like, say, Instagram. Come check this yeah. out. And then from there, you get new fucking people following you for the same reason. You know, it's just like spreading that shit, bro. So yeah. let me know as soon as you do that shit. Yeah. I want to be in that shit. I think it's coming, man. We're, we're really, we're really going to do that. And I think we're going to have like a little album release cover, a little, nice. little release party. So you're invited there too. And that's when I'll be presenting those little those little gifts for you guys because I really appreciate everything about you guys. Yeah, man. I'm excited. Honestly, I can't wait for you to drop some shit. Do you have any timeline or like goal that you want to accomplish it by? Like get release your first album with? Is it gonna be would you consider it an album as well? Um or more just a project. It's gonna be a project in my opinion, just because an album would be like twelve to like nineteen songs. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm not doing that yet because I guess the point is just to get you guys hooked on the the little stuff I do have yeah. and like get you like, come on, when the hell are you going to put out shit, bro. Come on, like, yeah. I want to hear you. You got some good stuff. Like, yeah. And then when you drop that stuff, it's like, okay, now I got more of a following yes. and now they're appreciating the music more. And then just, I, that's what I'm going to do. So it's, I definitely have more music and I can't wait to show you guys that stuff because that stuff is crazy. It's different. I'm doing different stuff. Like I said, I'm doing rock songs. I'm sitting here doing ringing. Underground type songs, yeah. pop songs. Like, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna learn Spanish or Japanese. I'm gonna do one in Japanese. <laughs> I'm gonna Japanese rock song. Real that, quick. That'll be like 15 years. But hey, <laughs> by that I'll be, <laughs> I'll be, I'll be able to do that type of stuff. Like that's why I think Mac Miller was able it, to do that stuff. Yeah, dude. Honestly, like, and I, I love artists that can switch it up. Like, uh, one of the people I really like is uh, Tyler. Like Tyler the Creator. Like he's just so fucking talented. His ability to like switch it up every song in a way, you know, too, and, like, have all these different artists. Like, he worked with people this album that I didn't expect, like, him being with NBA Youngboy. I was like, what the fuck? That's yeah. random. Like, 42 Doug, like, I don't know. I guess I just didn't expect it from him. And it was cool to see, too, that he worked with a producer that he really wanted to work with, like, his whole life, you know? Like, he tweeted this shit out, like, a couple years ago yeah. in a way, like, manifested that shit, too. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, man, that's just inspirational. Have you ever seen that uh that performance he did on the BET Awards or the Grammys, I think? I think so. Uh, that is, is it when he opens up with Yonkers? No, nah, he opens up. He, it's um, it's Magic Wand that he's singing. And he he opens up with um Charlie Wilson, the R&B singer. No. Nah, you haven't nah, seen, it? Never seen it? Okay, after this, let's, I'm going yeah. to watch it. But that is nah. the... I love that whole like performance thing that he did with the Igor, like how he made it like a whole short. Yeah, is that? Did, did you see that one? No, I, I haven't seen that performance, but I know what song it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Like, What'd you say at the Grammys? Just, it's yeah, it's the grand. It's either the Grammys seen, or like uh, the BT Awards. Seen him performing but... that song at different shows and like, yeah. this one. Yeah, that one. Oh, that I have. I greatest, think I have seen it. the greatest performance I've ever seen, bro. 
Oh, just the just the whole background, everything is being outfit, Igor. I'm not gonna lie, when he started doing stuff like this, I was like, "This is weird," you know. And like, but at the same time, I I was I was appreciating it because it's so weird and so unique that it makes a lot of people want to be themselves and be unique and weird and enjoy that shit. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, uh, yeah. a lot of people are afraid of that. And I have a friend who's like, listen to his music so much, and like, I'm like, dude, I think you're an awesome person in a way because like you love him so much, and like you take the the lessons he has in his lyrics to heart yeah. and like you live your life by that you know and that's why you're so fucking cool too like I give a lot of people credit for that shit yeah oh, he goes off right I just right here this is the greatest shit oh shit oh shit oh shit this wild have you seen his tiny desk performance uh uh-uh. uh no his tiny desk is tight, dude. Honestly, I really like his tiny desk. There he goes. He's like, what is he saying? Oh, shit. Sometimes you gotta close the door to open a window. Dude, <laughs> that wild. That's it. I thought it was all one color at first. It starts getting raised. How do you feel about, like, stuff? Like especially like that, like kind of a Donda stuff. What is that? Donda. How do you feel about like the Donda whole like, like listening to stuff that he's doing where he's like raising himself into the sky and like, having all these dancers. Yeah. What do you mean? Have you seen the Kanye. Donda events from Kanye West? Donda's like this album that he's planning on releasing, and he's having like album listening parties in stadiums. <laughs> and he's having just standing whole, like, above everybody. of a show of him just like in the middle of the stadium by himself. Kind of with like dancers around them and everyone just in the seats just listening to the new album. That, I mean, th- I could see him doing something like that because like even his performances, you know, he had that elevated stage. Yeah. I thought that was like, what the fuck? Like, was cool though. Like, when, people like, don't do this shit, you know? Like, that's scary. He's just floating across the whole a bunch of crowd. And you don't think that's scary? Bro? I'd yeah. be scared to be under that. I'd be like, hell no. Nah. A whole flying platform, like... You can fall on me at any time. And, and I, I think, think for the pessimist sometimes. Yeah. The terrible. Kids ghost of a Kid Cudi, they were both like in a box hanging above like the stage just <laughs> in a glass like box the whole time. Yeah. Happened. But like that Donna stuff is wild because like he's literally just floating into the sky, like getting raised. Like, so like he's getting raised into like the heaven. I heard him and Drake are beefing right now. They've oh, been be- beefing. They've been beefing. I heard that too. I heard, I heard that they've been beefing because like some... They're not able to collab with each other or some shit like that. Yeah. I heard it was because he uh, was messing around with Kim K. Supposedly, allegedly. I don't, know. I don't get in trouble here. Let's, yeah. hope there, let's hope there's a Drake and Kim sex tape. No, yeah. <laughs> Maybe it'll have better cameras. It was, there was some YouTuber that like, fucking went into detail about the whole beef. Oh, and yeah. that was pretty much the the, the gist of it. The Ray J one sucked. Honestly, I, I will yeah. say that. That shit sucked. I was expecting so much more from that tape. Man, I was such a young kid. I was like, hell yeah, this hell yeah, great. K- K- I was like, this is the first time I've ever seen someone famous. The hell is this? <laughs> I, I don't think I got it up. I don't think I did. I was so like awkward. I, mean, I was like, oh man. I was like, hot? the screen, bro. <laughs> is this hot or not? I don't know. Uh. Oh, uh, shit. No. She's famous now. Yeah, that launched her career. That's so crazy that she, I mean, she's so successful for and the same again, reason. Her, her dad was also the 
attorney for OJ. For and OJ, Olympian. Yeah. And then she ended up marrying, the mom married a fucking Olympian, Olympic gold. And now he's a trendy. I mean, he's a woman. He's a, she's a woman. She, he's. Oh, she's. <laughs> she's a woman. My bad. She I'm also, telling you. Yeah. She that's also where killed I'm, somebody. That's where she I'm. also killed someone, and now she's running for like mayor. Or something Hillary like Clinton killed someone. She's killed a bunch of people. She, oh, well, the whole, yeah, they but that's she ran so for president. Shit, bro. That's what that's the that's what I that's why I say America's so corrupt. They're like boxing, man. I don't give a shit. I mean, fucking Trump was able to be a president, which is trip me out. I, I don't like, understand this. This guy was on fucking WWE, and he had his own fucking show where he would just be the fucking the judge and shit. Yep. You're fired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous, man. From that to being the president and, and people being so behind you, so and wasn't it the Simpsons that predicted it too? Like. They did. Predict, like somehow end up predicting the future. Like. Predicted that plane crash too for that soccer team. That was crazy. That was wild. I was, I don't. They, there's got to be some shiv like. Maybe they got some crystal ball. I don't know. Uh, they got fucking someone back there. Someone came Illuminati back. in it. Time travel. <laughs> Time travel exists. People like the 1950s with like people's cell phones and shit. Are you serious? Yeah. This makes the most sense. Like you guys believe in like uh, what? Do you believe in aliens? Oh, you would be kind right. of ignorant not to believe that it's such a big Dude. universe. And with everything coming out now, it's like, all right, this shit's inevitable. Like, aliens are fucking so real. Like, they're going to be in our face soon. And, like, you know how there's been so many natural disasters happening and just, like, the pandemic stuff? It worries me. I'm like, oh, man, imagine this is, like, the end of times. Because yeah. you see people make jokes about this. And I'm not, like, saying, oh, this is the end of times or anything. But I'm just saying there's a lot of stuff going on right now, which is insane. Like, even the Afghanistan shit, like, the whole... It being taken over, but yeah, like, do you think this is the end of times, pretty much, or no? Like in the way that the aliens are coming, or the aliens the are coming soon. Gonna... All this stuff's gonna unravel soon, bro. It, we're all test subjects. <laughs> the aliens are just using us like part, guinea pigs. Yeah, they're just watching us from above. They're like pulling the best, They're uh, slightly uh, giving us technology to see, like, all right, what's this? What's this species gonna do? And then they give. That's why they're giving us nukes. <laughs> <laughs> bro, they got crazy shit, bro. What the? And and like this is my crazy. thing. How in the hell does people just know this? Like, people are like, oh, yeah, I just created this microchip that can make a computer. <laughs> you uh, guys ever seen this? So you just made wires and you did, and, and this did this. The progression of computers has been insane, though. Like, from when they had the Doesn't original computer to now, like, even iPhones or like just phones in general. computer would, like, take up a whole or some shit dude like 20 can, years you do it all on our iphone but i heard they said they had not the, that long they had the same life. technology back in the day they say look at star trek heard bosh well you know how they made the pyramids and stuff like that i i, I i'm spectacle well i'm like a skeptical not spectacle i'm skeptical about shit like that because i'm like how the fuck did they make this and like was there a whole society that has been like completely destroyed and technology that has been completely washed away for the same reason? Because how did the whole fucking civilization make this huge ass pyramid? And how'd they get these big ass stones and boulders that they would say weigh like a couple tons of sometimes to the top of this? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just so insane to me. This is talking alien shit. But all right. I love that shit. One real stuff. How the fuck did you get into cooking, bro? Like, when did you start cooking? What was it that got you into cooking? <coughs> um, so well cooking for me was uh when I was when I was in high school, um my parents would kinda let us cook. They would let us barbecue and stuff. 
And I know I just liked it. It was just super fun. It was fun to like, they gave me stuff to cook and I would just go in and cook it. I would look online, try to look up things, try to figure out how to do it. Yeah. Start using knives and stuff. And I wanted to go to school for it, but I, you know, school wasn't for me, man. Culinary school was a lot too. I think, I think school, elementary school and all that stuff was like a brainwash thing. And like, People who love school are all brainwashed. And people who hated school, think about it. People that hated school did something different. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they were rich as hell now. Yeah. But people who were, went to school and got a job, they're working for someone. And I just think that's in, I, that was kind of what, that's why I kind of am okay with all the shit that happened in my past because I don't think I was brainwashed uh, with that kind of sense. Yeah. To yeah, that, like, you. obedience. Like, yeah. I hate authoritarian. I hate being told what to do. It's, yeah. So I then from it. there, you were like, fuck it, let me just start whipping up my own. Like, would you ever be like, all right, I'm, you know what? I'm going to go gather some some ingredients and make like this weird dish that I found. Oh, yeah. Um, I actually uh, started deep frying salmon oh, what? and making sandwiches. A fish sandwich? Like a fish and chips kind of sandwich? But I don't bread it. Just straight up in the fryer? Yes. And you you can actually do it in the air fryer really good, too. But I, I, do, I, I do it in the air fryer <coughs> sometimes. You got to get there? the, um, conde- you got to get the butter. It's like a, it's like a, a condensed butter. It's like a nice. It's like it's really good. It's expensive. It's like eight dollars for like just a little thing. A little stick of so butter. So you get no. It's like a. It's um in a jar. Oh, it's okay. kind of like coconut oil, but it's like it's really good. It's what a lot of the kitchens really use. It's like really. Is it the one that like cooks at a higher temperature and shit like that? Um. Yeah. It actually it gives better results in like crispiness and stuff like that. I think and I think it's just it, the taste it gives it like a buttery taste. So it's like. Everything you cook has like butter taste. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, so I deep fry that and then I saute some like squash and like put some spinach and onions. Oh and, shit. And then I put it like, like make a little sauce, put it on top. Yeah. Fire. That's how you know when you're making your own sauces for shit, that's when you're really getting into fucking cooking. I want to start making barbecue sauce. Yeah, I was going to ask, do you, make, like, do you make like other kinds of sauces or like salsas? Well, I make, I, like- I, I love making sauces because sauces are really easy. Sauces I got are really making easy. sauces lately, and I'm like, oh man, they're so good. Sauces are so easy to make, man. They're so simple. Just couple chiles, cook them up real quick. Yeah. Do you usually like deep? Um, sorry. Do you usually boil them or do you usually cook them on the? I do pan? both. A little bit I of both. I do both because I like because sometimes you get that smoky, that little taste from the you know, like the burnt little freaking skin. But I do like boiling. Well, boiling it's pretty. It's easier, I guess. It's like. I think cooking Just it on the stove, you have to kick it a lot longer. You got to be more tedious because you got to kind of yeah. move it around and stuff like that. But yeah, boiling, you just toss it in there and you blend it. Fire. So from there, like, did, how'd you get your first job into cooking? Or like, oh, you- that was funny, actually. The first time I got a job was, um, it's a cool thing about back in the day is when, when you started out in the kitchen, you didn't start out cooking. You had to work your way up. And I was a dishwasher at Hometown Buffet, dude. It's terrible. You know, there's like nine you sinks. Double the plates just because it's a buffet. Oh, dude, nine plates, <laughs> dude, nine sinks just full. Like if you ever, if you ever went to hometown buffet, any of you guys watching ever went to hometown buffet and just started shoving stuff in the drinks, like they would shove food and like make concoctions for us, <laughs> and the the freaking waitresses wouldn't throw it away so we had like food mixed and like it just looked disgusting so we had to put our hands through it and shit uh, Duh, we'd be there at six at night and we wouldn't leave till like two three in the morning just constantly washing and i can imagine man because 
hate washing dishes. I was I one hate. of those people that would just sit there and be like, oh, I got this food left over. Let me just put my ice cream into this and maybe some macaroni and cheese on top, you know, and then maybe sprinkle this with a little bit of a, a little bit of mashed potatoes or something, you know, and just make like the weirdest thing and mix it up. Just because I would be like, oh, I'm not going to eat this anyways. I'm just going to yeah. leave it here. That's fucked up that they would just not not dump it for you, though. And, you know, it's sad to say the karma's a bitch because, you know, I did it a few times. <laughs> I know. And I was like, and I, but I couldn't be mad because I was like, I, I did it. Yeah. I did it. But this was freaking to a point. Like, the dish, they would, like, if they had full pans of food, they would just leave it in the sink. Like, just you just throwing away food. Your hands would just be touching food. Dirty food, that just watered food. Like it's uh, always the worst part of the washing dishes. So I think the, the leftovers. Yeah, so yeah. I think that actually made me appreciate Soggy leftovers. Yeah, that actually made me appreciate cooking because I mean, you had a like those were dog days, man. And you and I was working for eight dollars, and I was so mad because I got my girlfriend a job at the time and she made eight fifty. Like, what? $8? You're a baker and I'm a dishwasher. I think I'm the most important. Key, if you don't got plates or dishes, <laughs> what the still what are you doing? Uh, you, you <laughs> or the cups are dirty and the plates dirty. What the hell? Like, like uh, hey, dishwashers, shout out y'all. Y'all get shout yeah. out dishwashers for real. That's like the y'all hard labor work like, in the background that like doesn't get and appreciate enough. But honestly, I went to fucking this place, this restaurant last weekend in San Diego, and they every place I went to in San Diego was dirty dishes. Like literally every dish was dirty. I'm like, man, what the fuck? Like all the cups had like some stain in it, like some crazy stains. Like there was this one, I I know why exactly too. Like we got these cups for mimosas or whatever. And the cups have like chile, like tahine in them, like kind of stained inside and shit. And it's cause there's a tahine drink that you can get there. And it's in mimosa, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's like, all right, cool. So all, right, all them are dirty like them. I'm like, oh, man. But yeah, you're fucking crucial in the back, dude. But from there, how the fuck did you get actually step up? Did you start cooking at hometown? Yeah. Um, and that was freaking epic too. How the fuck is that? You just cook big batches and then just drop it out, or were you like one of the people that would be like out there, you know, slicing and shit? So you oh, had that's a different both. job. That's a different. That's job. a different job. And I never did that. And the one dude that did do that was always on Xanax. <laughs> and he would get bad reviews, man. We'd get bad reviews because his ass is, they're like, he's like, he looks like a zombie cutting my turkey. And he looks like he's going to cut his hand. Like, I'm like, this is why we're getting shut down. Man. This is what the hell is going down. And it's terrible. But yeah, so, um, well, the, when you're working that hard, like I was, like, I was young. So I was like, man, it's my first job. You know, I'm going to really, really Work put hard. in the effort. And, you know, I want to, I want to see if I could become a manager or some, you know, I had high hopes, you know. <laughs> You get slapped real easy, you know. It's <laughs> you gotta kiss a lot of ass, and yeah. I don't do that. <laughs> you can't do that. Don't kiss ass. If the there's one way. thing that I could always tell myself, never, never kiss ass. Just do you. Always do. You. When you start freaking doing brown nose and stuff, you kind of yeah. feel like you lose yourself a little bit. Yeah, this dude. is a tad. You do lose yourself. A little honestly. shame. So I didn't do that, but I worked hard and I became a cook. And that's just hard because. What kind of stuff were you cooking? Um, well, so we would do like meatloaf, chicken tenders, macaroni cheese, mashed potatoes, green beans, fish. I do all the oh, the turkeys, the hams. So would you have to like be there earlier to like prep and then get into cooking, like, or would you guys so just do prep. like big batches? So there was a prepper always. Uh, well, at night they would leave, but throughout the whole day they were prepping. So we would just go in, go to the like the deep fridge, and just go grab the stuff that we need. Um, so a lot of that, tell you that wasn't really cooking. 
but <clears throat> you got to start somewhere. Yeah. You got to, I think everybody starts somewhere. And then after like that, I had a like little falling out with them. Um, the manager sucked. Like one time, hey, this is the funniest story. This is why I say managers suck. They don't do anything. <laughs> he's uh, telling us, he's like, all right, bro, we got to be out of here by 11 o'clock. And I'm looking at him. I was like, do you not see how many dishes? There's two of us. We're not Jesus. We can't clap and make this. We don't have a dishwasher. We are cleaning by hand. hand we are yeah. scrubbing by hand. This is not easy. Yeah. It wasn't until like halfway we got like a dishwasher and it was like always getting jammed. So it yeah. sucked. And so it made it harder. So you really wanted to just clean the dish first before you even threw it in. That was just like to kind of sanitize or whatever. But um, yeah, the, he's like, yeah, we got to get out by 11 o'clock. Oh, we're good at this. Um, and then he's like, I was like, yeah, I don't think that's how oh, you want to come in and help us. And then he's like, I got to get trained in that. You got to get trained at washing a dish. Oh, you wash dishes at home, bro. I know you do. <laughs> no, he sat in his office the whole time <laughs> talking shit to us about we getting it done. I was like, bro, this is why dishwashers don't want to do it. You can shit on the whole time. Yeah. That's why you want to work for yourself. Yeah. That's why you want to not have to do those kind of things. It sucks to look back. But it makes you who you are. Yeah. But I'll never forget these days. I never will. And then from there, how how did you land into your next job, like cooking somewhere else, or did you? Did I started you quit doing. There? So I I quit because of the manager was he became yeah, the GM. He became the GM. And oh, I was like, oh yeah. you couldn't even wash a dish. You can't be a GM. I'm leaving. Good thing I did leave because all hometowns got uh shut down. Because, lot, yeah, pretty much all of them. And this is why. And I said it before they got shut down. Hometown's been the same for 30, 70 years. Same trash it's, ass shit. If you change the menu, you'll win. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Never did it. So they, they did it. So I tried a few other places. You have to still work your way up. I was a fry guy. I was a fry cook doing all the things that like Five Guys, uh, Red Robin, stuff like that. So the camera? It just went normal. I, just well, sorry. We, we've been having an issue with that camera the whole time. But yeah, you've been making fry. Yep. Red. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, no, you're good. Um. And then, so yeah, I did that. And then I actually got a job at a winery. How did you get into that? It was actually through a staffing agency. Did you have to be 21? Um, no, because I wasn't serving the alcohol. Oh, okay. Um, you just so I was still, I was, yeah, I was like 20. So right. I was still not able to do, do stuff like that yet. But yeah, I was still back there. I was dishwashing again. Hmm. Sucked. But then I got on the line and that's where it was kind of actually cooking. So we were doing, so this winery did like live events and they'd have like, like, 100 guests 200 guests and they'd have pre-ordered meals on their thing and so we'd have to make that so we'd have like four different items so like always normally like fish chicken steaks all the normal kind of stuff Mm -hmm. but it felt cool because you're actually cooking steak you're actually cooking chicken you're actually chopping the vegetables like like, you really need to watch what you're doing and like making sure it's good dish for everyone yeah exactly and it's really it's actually more dangerous because you can cut yourself a lot did you have someone watching over you had like a head chef that was just like hey man you got to do this this is not good enough put it back oh yeah oh yeah all the time well actually that's uh, a Gordon Ramsay in the kitchen. No, he wasn't actually he wasn't that much of it. That's the kind of sometimes but I could see how they have because I could be a dick sometimes because it's it, you gotta understand that we're cooking food and when you make mistakes, uh the customers they're eating the food. It. Yeah. Well like if it was me and I want to go pay somewhere to eat a meal and I don't get like you know what I mean, you're disappointed. Yeah, so I understand. Like it was, it, you're like, ah, it just wasn't worth the money, or you're yeah. like, it just, and they they'll never come back. So you really want to make sure it's good. So like, I always like that about cooking because, I mean, it's not everywhere. Like a lot of places don't even do it anymore. Like yeah. you, you go into kitchens and like people they're just there because yeah. they're not getting paid enough, I guess. 
but I get it. But now you you can get paid enough. Like if you go into real kitchens and you have experience, like I have, yeah, I can go into a kitchen and actually get freaking hired dollars. I can be a head cook. You know, I don't. I've never even been in. Didn't even go to culinary school. What does that What does that mean? What do you mean? Like, like what does head cook mean exactly? Like I'm not actually. I'm the guy that does everything. I'm the guy that knows every position in the kitchen. Like I've mm. done fryer. I've done saute. I've done prep. Done it all. You just kind of fill in whatever's like needed. Like yeah, so you're actually still cooking. Like yeah, I just <laughs> actually just got a new job. I just left uh, Red Lobster. Was the head cook there? I was the CGM. So that was kind of cool. What is that? Huh? What is the CGM? It's a uh, like um. The uh, head, the guy that knows every position. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Every position in the kitchen is full. Okay. Like I, I, I mean, I was the head grill. I was sitting there. I knew how to do all the steaks, all the salmon. Yeah. I know how to prep. I know how to do fry. It's super easy to put some stuff down in a fryer. Yeah. But you got to know how to do that. Yeah, you do. Um, yeah, I was good with saute. You know, I'm just really good with cooking. And so now I'm actually in a real kitchen again. Because I... You know, you're on, I would, answer, you're on your action Bronson shit. <laughs> this is why I say real <laughs> kitchen because that's a lot of that stuff's prepped. So like they have a prepper and then you just put it to a conveyor belt. Yeah. Saute, yeah. you could do the saute. The grills, you grill the steaks or whatever. But the other extra stuff like salt, like the saute shrimp and stuff like that, you got to do. You got to be different with it, you know. Um, and so, yeah, now I'm actually in the kitchen where I got to actually prepare everything from scratch. So that's where it's different. Now that's yeah. where it's going to be more love than just like, I guess, process. Because mm. like sometimes you could, you could say shit sounds like it's like, and when I when I when I mean like process, like stuff that's like prepped and like has to sit in a fridge, is it fresh? Yeah, it's not. I mean, you can say it is, but it's not. I mean, it has a shelf life. But you want to take something out of a package or anything, you want to actually cook it then and there so now what you're doing is you're like all right i take it out of this package and i have to trim it up and then i have to cook it i gotta go prep it in the morning come and then i have to yeah everything like all some stuff like lettuce and stuff that could be cut that's fine mm. but like the meats like i'll have to do the he had like the meat cutter in the back and all the stuff like that he's like here's here's a cutting board we gotta do everything um basically as it goes and it's all in the fridge so it's like it's pretty good i was like that's actually really good so yeah it's not bad it's like i don't feel like I don't know. I just don't feel like it's because it, it's not like a busy restaurant. It's like a, it's yeah. an expensive restaurant. So it's like you get like 10, 15 guests. So it's like, that's not hard. Does it make you feel even more like, like do you, cause you know, like people have pride in their work and especially with cooking, I can imagine you have like, all right, I'm going to feed this person, make them feel good about this meal. So like, do you have, do you hold yourself to a high standard too with your cooking and stuff? Uh, I definitely do. I like, uh, I, I like when people give compliments about it. Like I've had times where, I had this one guy, I was just cooking hot dogs, which was kind of cool, but it was still hamburgers and stuff like that. He said, that was the best hot dog I've had in 60 years of my life. <laughs> and I want to take a picture with you. He took a picture with me. I was all happy. I was like, that's kind of cool. But I was yeah. just like, it's just a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> but that's awesome, though. That's yeah. I can imagine that being a great compliment, man. Like, I'm getting into cooking now. And so being able to, like, cook and be like, oh, like, seeing people be like, oh, yeah, man, that was really good. And I'll spend like a long time making some shit. So I'm like, okay, it was worth the effort. Yeah. You know? I got to make you some salmon. Yeah, bro, you do got to make yeah. me some salmon, honestly. It's not come down. I'll, I'll bring some salmon. I'll, I'll give you, you some brisket to go for the day, honestly. Hey, I'm down to try it, dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm hungry. <laughs> I've been trying to make brisket for a while, but th this one was cool. I just tried something different. Like, usually I'll wrap the brisket like halfway through. Yeah. But I was like, let me just try to let it run all the way and see how it goes. And I bought this like smoker thing to see if it could give it like a really dark bark. 
Yeah. Like, you know, like that, because it, when it's a Texas brisket, it's like almost black on the outside. And it's like very jiggly. It looks so nice. Like <laughs> Texas briskets are so fucking good. Yeah. And then I got it to look that color. Just it, it to me, it's a little dry. But a lot of people that tried it, they really like it. Yeah. I mean, I'm, you know, worst critic. Yeah, they, that's true. And then it's yeah. like everybody has preferences too. Exactly. For me, it's all about taste and texture. Yeah. I can't eat slime <laughs> yeah. and stuff. I can't do it. Like oysters and stuff, clams. <sighs> I can't. I can eat I mussels. Can't. I can eat clams. Cause like calamari? It's fried calamari is fire. So if it's cooked correctly, like if it's still like squishy, it's weird. But if it's crisp, yeah, I like that. If it's crisp and I'm like, mm, like chew yeah. through, I'm not fire. That's fire. good. But if I got to chew on it, like yeah. I'm chewing on it, I'm feeling weird about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I get you. Because the first time I had an oyster, I was like, uh, 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 you know, especially like the salty taste. Like, I can't do it. Right now. I can't do it. It's, it's too, too much for me, bro. It's like a loogie. It's like, yeah. <laughs> oh. Did I just, did I just, oh, yeah. what the hell is in my mouth? Yeah, I feel that, bro. Honestly, all right. Well, it's been about like two hours, dog. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, fucking no, appreciate you for fucking being on today. Yeah, yeah, man, I really I appreciate, appreciate you for coming out, making the drive too, man. Yeah. If there's anything you want to shout out, like give out your page and stuff like that. There's this camera right here or this camera right here. Which one are you going to put, Lexus? This one or this one? This one right there. This one? Is this camera right here, straight oh, ahead. One. Oh, yep. shit. Tell hey. them what you're doing, bro. Give them your pages and stuff well, like that. First off, I just want to shout out. I just want to shout out Gio. Man, he's very freaking awesome. He's really cool. He's one of the he's right. one of the craziest people I've ever met. <laughs> I like, like it, look at those tattoos. Like, damn, I want to be like him with that tattoo stuff. But I, uh, I don't, I can't take the pain. <laughs> but um, uh, I'm just trying to put out my music. I really hope that uh, I, you know, some of you guys can just you know listen to it and just like understand where what I'm putting into it is just all love. And I just want to entertain you guys. You know, I just. And my page is uh it's uh it's Rove Music it's R V B E dot music, um and it stands for Reassembled Under Beautiful Entities and it has a V because back in uh, Europe they didn't have a V they they didn't have a U they had a, they had v. a v so I put that V Tell for it. that so that's it so yeah I just I have it written down right here too and then I have it linked in the under spot too. I appreciate it man yeah. and just I just want to shout out Gio again man I just thank you so much for nah, everything man you're the, you're the man. If anything, awesome. this is great for you. Like, I appreciate you coming, if anything, man. Like, I'm more grateful that you were able to, like, take the time and come out for my little show. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And exp- being able to wait, too, and be patient with us experimenting all this new shit, too, man. Love it, it, man. means a lot, man. I fucking appreciate the shit out of you, dog. I love you, man. Love you, man. Honestly, the best going to come out in the future. If any new music comes up, you already know I'm going to be posting that shit on the What A Trip page and my personal page. So, Osgeo. Follow us. Check us out. If you don't follow us on Instagram or YouTube, Spotify, Apple, any of that shit, go follow us, please. Give us a like. Yeah, subscribe, share with your friends, homies. And with that, we out, bro. Yeah. Peace out. I'll try to put a little song of yours as the outro. And yeah, man. Thank you so much. Take it easy, you guys. We out. What a trip with Geo. What a trip with Geo. What a trip with Geo. You don't need no plane ticket.